him destroy me and end up happier than ever? No way. He doesn't get to win. Whoever is bitten by a werewolf and lives becomes a werewolf himself. The census taker once tried to test me. I ate his liver with some fava beans and a nice Chianti. for the discussion of horror film fiction and all that's fantastic i'm one of your co-hosts philip from the state of new hampshire in the us of a and with me in the state of new york hi this is mike mike how are you sir i am fine phil how are you doing great my, my uh, daughter's uh colette she uh is going to the finals in softball so they went oh, to wow it, so, yeah. wow awesome congratulations oh yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. this this nice this job. Yeah, yes. Yeah. Uh, little kid softball is better than the major leagues. It's just awesome. Yeah, it's, sure. It's what, what what position does she play? Uh, left and right. Left and right field. So, I think we lost Mike. No, I'm no, I'm I'm, I'm resisting comments. Fair enough. Yeah. <laughs> that makes sense, Mike. Yes, yes. Uh, when you play the outfield as a youngster, that means you're not good. Uh, but no, no, that, that's that. That was not the comment I was going to make. <laughs> Okay, fair enough. All right, Michael and... is much more evil than you think he is. He's way more evil. You need to get on board, Phil. Yeah, he, he's, a, he's a stinker. Anyway, uh, let's go with uh, uh, from the Commonwealth of Virginia. Hey, this is Barrett. Barrett, how's it going, sir? Going well. Excellent. And uh, we have a uh, uh, co-host from Alberta, Canada. Uh, Sean, everyone. Hope you're all doing well. Indeed. Uh, Eric uh, won't be able to join us, but he will be uh, back next week. Uh, however, we do have a very special guest who already spoke once at least. And uh, who is it from the state of California? Hi, this is Daniel Lynch, uh, actor and uh, general roundabout. Roustabout? And, uh, roustabout. Roustabout, there you go. And, and roundabout, uh, you'd be a traffic circle. Woo, woo. <laughs> or a song by Yes. <laughs> I'll be around. So, Mr. Dan is a uh, actor that's been in a lot of uh, uh, really good genre films, and uh, we've actually reviewed uh, three that you were in, which is kind that's of that's right. Awesome. Yeah. So, uh, and and we've had him on as a guest host a number of times, including his top ten favorite horror films of all times. I'd forgotten about that. That's right. Yeah, that was a great episode. That was so, a lot of fun. 
Indeed, indeed. So, well, it's always a lot of fun uh, to, to be here. Uh, I'm always honored when you invite me to come and, and play. Uh, it's always a, just fascinating, great conversations about genre films, which obviously I love. Indeed. And, and we and always you, appreciate that you haven't yet realized you're too good for us. So, <laughs> <laughs> so much truth in that statement. <laughs> right. well, oh, part. yeah. Oh, sorry, guys. I, I got to go. I just realized something. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, but, scene. Yeah, but, but, uh, Dan has brought a, a lot of good films to our attention at times as well. So it's, uh, it's, it's pretty cool. Including, uh, uh, um, Blood Red Sky. That, that is yeah. true. That, that was a good one. And that may have some relationship to tonight's topic, but we'll get into that in a little bit. Uh, so a couple of house cleaning first, uh, house cleaning things first. Uh, first off, uh, today is June 15th, 2023. Uh, for some folks who are always curious when we record these episodes, because sometimes they're not released immediately after they're recorded. Sometimes it's a couple months later. Uh, so some of our listeners like Pam, uh, was always, uh, curious. And, uh, this one actually will probably be released tomorrow unless there is a technical, uh, issues we have that I have to do major editing to. Um, also, uh, we have a website, www.darkdiscussions.com which is a website where this podcast, among all the other podcasts that your co-hosts are participating in, uh, they're uh, mostly um – uh, well, actually, they're all posted up on that website, but you can also find all the podcasts wherever podcasts are found. Uh, we also have an email at darkdiscussions at AOL.com where you can email us directly. Just put DDP uh, in the subject, and then we'll know it's specifically for this podcast here, Dark Discussions Podcast, DDP. And uh, then your subject, and uh, we will read your email on the podcast. Uh, also, uh, Sean, uh, what else can people find on www.darkdiscussions.com? You can also find the link for Patreon where you can then uh, support, financially support uh, different creators. Uh, what uh, happens is our podcast that we release is free to everyone, but there's a bunch of behind the scenes expenses and costs and all that good fun stuff. And uh, anything that you can provide financially to support the podcast is appreciated. Even if it's a dollar or a month or something that helps, anything helps uh, for every $5 that you're able to donate each month. You get to pick a movie that will go into a draw every quarter to be picked for a possible review, either by Dark Discussions main feed or one of the sister podcasts, depending on where it falls genre-wise. Again, anything you can provide financially is appreciated. If you're not able to do that, you can also uh, share the podcast uh, through social media or by giving good reviews on Apple, etc. That helps as well. But anything you do to support the, the podcast is much appreciated. So thank you. Indeed, indeed. And uh, yeah, actually, yeah, my credit card bill suddenly had a $250 bill on it. And I go, what the heck's this? And I looked it up and it was like, <laughs> oh, it's the it's the the, um, the payment to GoDaddy that just popped and up. And I think in, I think in, in full disclosure and fairness, uh, it's it goes to support Phil. Phil's yeah. the one who, who puts this together. Phil's the one who works, does all the real work behind the scenes and pulling together whatever guest hosts are needed or, uh, you know, and editing everything, putting it up online, maintaining the website. And he also pays all the, the user fees. Um, he still hasn't paid us, but hey, that's a whole nother matter. So, you know, he does have some small children. Now, admittedly, one of them may or may not become a little league star, but until those, those little league checks start run, rolling in, um, you know, he could always use a little extra help. Yeah. Phil's the man, man. There you go. There you go. So, uh, and once, and our 
say what Sean said, which is any help. Thank you very much for all those who do uh, help uh, any way you can, whether it's like he said, sharing us on social media or letting folks know or putting reviews up, specifically good reviews, or uh, donating any any uh, hard-earned cash to uh, help support pay the uh, fees for both the website as well as the uh the uh, other site that holds all the audio files, which are pretty big. Um, all right, so that's. Oh, and I should also pay, say we are not limited by ethics. So the it could be money that you <laughs> stole from somebody else. Uh, if it's like lost Nazi gold, we'll take that. Whatever you happen to have, anything we'll take, we'll take anything. Wait, lost Nazi gold? Where would you come across that? That's a really money. You question, should ask David that. <laughs> right. uh, but but also. Um, uh, there was one other thing related to all that, which I can't even remember because Mike made me forget. So it's okay. It's all good. Phil, uh, has, to un- the, Phil has to keep the unruly horde at bay. <laughs> good luck with that. <laughs> yes, yes, indeed. Um, all right. So, uh, I guess we can get into our topic tonight. And, uh, yeah. So, uh, Mike, well, what are we going to discuss tonight? Uh, we are going to be discussing the 2023, I assume, uh, German language film off of Netflix called Blood and Gold. All right, let's listen to the trailer. Desertion ist Verrat, Lanze. Verrat um Führer. Verrat um Vaterland. Verrat. Wir sind ein Volk von Mördern. Wissen Sie, was die SS hier will? Was wird das hier? Sie sind wegen des Goldes hier. Gold? Sagen Sie mir jetzt, wo das Gold ist, du ich fange an, Leute zu erschießen. Warum hilfst du mir? Das hat mein Bruder. Du geh dir an, dem Schwachkopf. Oh, kann ich hier etwas Hilfe gebrauchen? Sieg! Oh. Er wohnt noch hier. Lanza! Los, holt euch den Bastard! Für mich ist dieser Irrsinn hier vorbei. Ich habe meine Tochter seit der Geburt erst ein einziges Mal gesehen. Ich würde die Geschichte gerne hören. Aber erst müssen wir ein paar Nazi-Schweine jagen. Was hier ist noch All right, so yes, Blood and Gold. Uh, actually, you can watch it on Netflix in uh, uh, dubbed as well, which is how I, I watched the film. Um, and the film is once again called Blood and Gold. Uh, it's directed by Peter Thorworth, or I would assume it would be pronounced Thor. Voth, uh, because W's are pronounced as V's in German. Um, and it was written by Stefan Barth and Peter Thorvath. Uh, the film is, uh, the follow-up film to a film that Dan Lynch brought to our attention a couple of years back called Blood Red Sky, which we did an episode on, and Dan actually uh, participated on that episode as well. And since we were doing, uh, the follow-up film, we, we, uh, let Dan know about it and 
said, hey, Dan, you want to join us? He said, absolutely. So he's here. Uh, I assume that means he liked the film, but we will find out in a moment. Um, all right. So that's uh, pretty much all I got. Uh, I mean, there's actors and stuff. I, I mean, I don't, I don't know any of the folks. Uh, they're all uh, German folk, uh, Europeans that uh, have not crossed over to the United States films to my knowledge. So I will uh, just go with uh, there's a bunch of actors in it. So uh, let's go on and discuss how we heard about this film and what we thought about it. So, uh, yeah, let's start with you, Dan Lynch. You are our guest, big guest. Okay. Well, um, I heard about it from you, Phil. Uh, you you uh, uh, messaged me, said, uh, hey, Dan, there's this uh, new film out by uh, this guy who directed uh, Blood Red Sky. Uh, would you be interested in watching it and, and maybe doing a, co- a podcast with us on it? And as soon as I heard it was the same director, I, I said absolutely and immediately uh started watching the movie on netflix immediately because uh, i just love this director and absolutely love this film all right sounds good uh yeah for me uh i actually heard this about this film through mike because mike said hey uh phil uh the guy that did blood red sky uh, his new film just popped up on netflix maybe uh we want to take a look at it i said yeah sure let's do it uh so we just uh said we'll do it as an episode uh Mike made a rumor to all of us that it was about Nazi gold and vampires. And I was uh, sad. Where were the vampires? Yeah, so that <laughs> you have to read between the lines. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's, actually, oh, they're point. vampires, all right. Just not that's, traditional vampires. That, that's a fair point. So, so, um, yeah. So we we went in uh, assuming this was going to be like a supernatural horror film or something. But I went in blind. Besides what Mike said, and uh, I watched it. And uh, yeah, it's a it's a really good film. I, I was concerned at the first twenty thirty minutes because it felt a very familiar and B movie and and not B movie in a fun way, but B movie as in. Uh, another Nazi goon film, and then it turns into a a really good uh, uh, thriller action type film. Um, I recommend, um, and uh, yeah, I would I would have everybody take a look at it if they could. Uh, I can see why Netflix uh, purchased the rights to the film, uh, and it's getting good reviews on Rotten Tomatoes if that matters to you, which is around eighty four percent. And uh, I, I obviously did not prepare to that, so I have no idea what. Uh, the regular fans said about it, but uh, I'll look that up and bring it up after everybody does their uh, round. Uh, so let's go with you, Sean. Yeah, so I had heard about it when uh, it was being discussed for an episode, and I absolutely loved it. Very fun. Uh, it doesn't ruin anything, but very, it has a, a feel of a Tarantino movie almost, at least it did to me. But I really enjoyed it, and uh, I'm looking forward to talk about it. All right, sounds good. Let's go with you, uh, Bert. Yeah, I really enjoyed this film. It reminds me of another one, like, is it called Sousa or something that came out earlier this year? That Sousa, I yeah, or something, yeah. Yeah, I wanted to see that one, but I didn't get to. But this one I got to see, and I was quite pleased with it. It's kind of that, it's got a feel of a retro movie, but current, you know, filming techniques and stuff. Um, so it's just an interesting, interesting movie, and it's a lot of fun. All right, sounds good. And let's go with you, Mike. Yeah, so I saw it on some internet somewhere, probably Facebook. Now, I'm not going to – I have no idea because you know how – I don't know about you. At least for me, Facebook posts are in, out, and, and you move on. But I just saw there was a thing by the guy who did 
Blood Red Sky. It was called Blood and Gold. Now, I'm going to apologize for the mix-up about there being uh, vampiric creatures in it. I don't know if that's an assumption I jumped to or is an assumption the poster jumped to. I have no idea where I saw the original post. Um, but be that as it may, at least in this case, uh, the movie didn't suck. Unlike the last movie where I said, has anyone heard about this movie? And then there was a decision just rushing and review it. Uh, the last time we did that, did that it turned out to be Skin of a Rink. Worst choice of our lives. Terrible. So this is, this is, this is why we should we test the waters beforehand and why trailers don't really suck. But, um, anyway, I, yeah, I enjoy the film. Uh, it is a, like a, a, Nazi revenge film, but more revenge on the Nazis, not the Nazis getting their revenge, which would be a twist. Um, <laughs> and, you know, it's a classic tale about greed and, you know, Nazis and those things being bad. Uh, but I think it works. I don't think there's anything in here that is going to be brand new to people. Uh, but I, again, I, I, I like, uh, Dan, I think what you said earlier, which is that the, uh, uh, there are some shades of gray, uh, in this. Um, you know, the, the, this is not much of a spoiler. The, the, the hero of the story is a Nazi deserter. Uh, so he was somebody in the, you know, who was a Nazi, Nazi soldier. Um, well, he could have been a Wehrmacht soldier. I, we're not sure if he was a Nazi soldier, but he was. Well, he was somebody Germany. drafted. He was fighting on, in the Nazi army. In, in the in the the Wehrmacht, probably. The, I I understand what you're trying it's to Nazi say. It's Nazi Germany, Phil. Most people aren't splitting that those hairs. All right, fair he enough. Was fighting but, but on I, the side of the Nazis. And 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 I gotta I I want to jump in I I want to jump in here because uh, it was uh, for me in the beginning of the film. And even, boy, even, even at the end of the film, it was probably as, as a Jewish person, as a, not of Jewish faith, I'm not a religious person, I'm culturally Jewish, with several ancient ancestors who did not make it back from the camps and some who did. Um, but uh, because as, as whether he was Wehrmacht or, or, or Nazi or however you want to spread it, because the anti-hero of the film is indeed a Nazi soldier or, or a Wehrmacht soldier, an ex-German soldier who fought uh, for the Nazi program uh, uh, until he decided this is wrong. Uh, um, uh, it, 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 there was always a, a, a difficulty for me uh, being empathetic with his character, even at the very end. Uh, not to say that I didn't think the performance was amazing and the story was amazing because I did. I loved the film, but that was, it's an issue for sure. As, as yeah. you say, Michael, it's shades of gray. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's most certainly, um, when it directly affects someone, um, uh, like yourself, Dan, you know, with, with, uh, ancestors and, and family in the past, uh, never mind. Um, just being, as you said, whether culturally or religiously or both, uh, of the Jewish faith, um, I, I could understand that. Um, so absolutely. And, and, and to be honest, I mean, uh, there's, there's a reason why countries like Poland and France effing hate Germany today, you know, mm. it's because, and they're not, you know, for the same reason, Germany was just a horrible nation back in uh, World War II. They did terrible things. 
Um, unfortunately, you have whatever population of Germans were at that time. I'll just say, you know, 50 million. I don't know. Um, you know, they're, what do you, what do you do? You know, not, not everybody can bail. For example, when, uh, Hong Kong was taken over by China, 10 million and 11, actually 11 million Chinese wanted to immigrate to the UK and, and the UK had to stop the visas because. Uh, agreed. And, and, and of know. course, you know, and it's one of the things that I like about this film and the fact that we're discussing this film is because there's so many things that, that there are so many uh, uh, issues uh, uh, within this film of of, of, of racism and, and genderism and sexism and to health, the disability for, for that matter uh, that are dealt with and, and greed, of course, and, and corruption and, and power and, and, uh, well, uh, and, the, and, the greed, and evil. The greed was the most uh, uh, egregious. For, oh, well, there was actually everything was egregious, but the, the greed for the modern era, that money is whoever gets that money it's stolen money and should be given back to uh, the yeah, ancestors of, of any survivors that, that of, because of, of, ab- absolutely. But the point that I was trying to make, uh, and I don't want to take up too much of our airtime, uh, but the point I was trying to make was that one always has to be aware of, and, and I certainly try to be aware of judging an entire race of people by the same metric. You can't do that. Obviously, there are many, many, many Germans who wanted nothing to do with Nazism and who wanted nothing to do with Hitler's uh, uh, insanity. Uh, and this, uh, th- th- that is an aspect within this film as well, which I appreciate it. So with that in mind, also that you can't, it's hard to separate them from it as well. So right. it's it's one of those things where you just cannot separate it, and it, so it makes it really hard to. Yeah. Well, I, I, well, I mean, it, and it makes and sense. Then the I, Canadians. It makes sense. I mean, I, I went to a Seder once, uh, which is the the um, the uh, the meal. It's a Passover, Passover religious dinner. Yeah, mm-hmm. Passover, exactly, and and uh, Germany was brought up. Um, and yeah, yeah, the, the folks, folks hated West Germany. This was back when West Germany was still around. So, uh, so yeah, um, so yeah, it's, there's, there will always be, uh, a, a taint, unfortunately, for, uh, well, or fortunately, because it, it should be there, um, for what, what happened, you know, and, uh, but, you know, and I also know, you know and this is, the, this is the country of Bismarck and Beethoven and, and, and Wagner and, 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 and Nietzsche and, you know, and yet they, they, they were completely, in the 1940s and 30s just went to hell. But anyway, go on, Mike. Yeah, I, I have a friend of mine in college who's of German ancestry, and I guess his father was uh, – not his father, his grandfather was in Germany during the war. Um, and he, you know, he, and he had asked him about it, and it was basically just – you know, they, they didn't like to talk about it, you know, and, you know, I think just people – People didn't want to know what they knew was going on. Um, and, and we do that, right? We, we, we may know that there's things happening. Eh, I'm too busy to worry about it. That's their problem. Um, I'm not a big believer in collective guilt, you know, and you can certainly argue how much, uh, did, uh, Johnny Strauss running the little candy shop have you know the ability to stop what was going on with the Jews in, uh, or the 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 gypsies or the the uh, handicapped 
or, or, or the, the handicapped or, or the homosexuals. Yeah, exactly. Or, or, the, or the Polish prisoners or the Russian prisoners. Or, or, yeah, and, and on and on and on. Absolutely. Um, there was there there was no shortage of people that this was happening to, and the Germans terrorized their own. Uh, but you know, if you can't change anything, it's very human response to not worry about it. You know, we all have things in our life that we hate that we really can't do anything to change. So we just kind of live with it and move on. And uh, not all of I us can become I, I'm not judging those people. I've not been in their position. I have no idea how would I have responded to that in the same circumstances. Yeah. I, 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 well said, Michael. And, and of course, you know, we can't all be Schindlers. We can't all have that moment in our life where we realize, hey, we have to do something inside from from within to to uh, stop the insanity so yeah i don't judge that i judge the evil acts that are yep, specifically agreed. done you know right which is one of the reasons i really enjoyed this film because yeah. uh, anyway I, I didn't mean to drag us off subject i just think it's, oh, it's, it, it's, it's what makes subject. this film so interesting yeah, yeah, yeah. so 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 mike uh you you were doing the review before i, I inter inter Rejected uh, Wehrmacht versus Nazi soldier, but uh, go, continue, continue. <laughs> Mike, continue. Your yeah, I, I, I don't know. Um, no, but I like the film. It was a fun. It was, it was a, it was a fun film about murderous, murderous Nazis and murdering murderous Nazis. <laughs> yeah, well said. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I mean when, when it first came up, I, I thought they were going uh, either Indiana Jones and the and uh, the. Um, Raiders of the Lost Ark Germans, which they kind of did, and also um, the type from uh, uh, Inglorious Bastards uh, by Quentin Tarantino as well. Um, but either way, uh, that's our reviews. It appears that we all like this film pretty pretty much. Uh, so, uh, Barrett, uh, do we have a wiki? We do. All right. right wiki, on. wiki, uh, wiki. Okay, there you go. You interrupted me. Now let me say it again. Wiki, wiki, wiki. Well done, sir. I interjected. I interjected the wikis. <laughs> At the end of World War II, a German soldier is looking for his daughter while an SS troop is looking for a Jewish treasure. All right. There you go. Um, and be more uh, succinct. Yes. Well, good, I guess. But it's now, pretty now, close. Now, now Jew Jewish treasure <laughs> makes it sound uh, big, different than it should. It's, it's, it's tra uh, Jewish citizens property uh, which happened yeah to be it's gold. not treasure it's, yeah, it's that, wow. that was that has been uh i guess forfeited because those folks unfortunately were rounded they were up killed and, yeah exactly so so it wasn't really treasure it was stolen property <laughs> this it's makes powerful. it sound like an adventure into archaeology yeah <laughs> yeah which it was not <laughs> no, 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 not at all although um, there was some digging up Come to there it was. Well, it was. The, the only clip way this gets close to archaeology was burying people. So. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right, all right. Well, um, all right. So, what do we do here on the Dark Discussions podcast for folks that are new? Uh, and by the way, I forgot to do this, but uh, Dark Discussions podcast talks about horror, sci-fi, fantasy, thrillers, technical thrillers, mysteries, grindhouse, art house, midnight movies, foreign language films, uh, drive-in fear, and the like. Basically, we try to talk intelligently about a genre that deserves intelligence. And so what we do here, now that we gave our reviews, we also do critique and dissection of films. So uh, uh, at a short point 
in the future from now, we will uh, throw up a spoiler alert where after that we will uh, talk about everything, including twists, uh, people who, uh, what characters die, uh, the ending, all that other good stuff. Because uh, again, we're trying to dissect the film, uh, what the the writers, directors, producers uh, may try to say. And then Dan mentioned that this film may actually have a lot of things, whether on purpose or not, that are part of the screenplay that would be kind of interesting to talk about uh, in general, just uh, for the fact of the time period too. Uh, but before we do get into the spoiler stuff, we generally talk about uh, things that aren't spoilery but could be related to the film. So, for example, we I mentioned something like it could have gone into the territory of uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark type of Nazis, or or even the joke that that Harrison Ford says in the third film where he says, "Oh, not these guys again." So hmm. um, that, that that's, that's a, a general idea of a topic that isn't spoilery that we would talk about. So, uh, with that said, uh, I got one. Gonna, yeah, I go got ahead. one. Yeah. I thought the dubbing was actually better than I would expected. Because um, some yes, of these movies, I would agree. Yeah, some of these movies, I'm just like, oh my god, this is terrible. But it, it seemed pretty good to me. And most, yeah, yeah. Netflix, Netflix has been really good with, with their dubbed films because they, the the Basque film that we saw was dubbed, and that was pretty damn good. Uh, the the Spanish film about that that elevator that goes down with the food oh yeah yeah yeah. yeah that yep. was dubbed and that was good so netflix does really good with their dubbed uh films i have to say mike you're gonna See, say no, i'm, I'm I, maybe i'm being elitist but uh, i i i and i i'm i love to be hired for dubbing i often get hired for dubbing and i really enjoy doing it because it pays well and it's fun but <laughs> i don't like dubbed films i if i can watch it in the original language i am always going to watch it in the original language because i i want to hear the actual actors uh, work. You know what's uh, funny, Dan, is that mm. the United States is like the, one of the only countries in the world that watches films with subtitles. Most of the other countries they dub their the films. So oh yeah, I, 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 it's I know. Interesting. It's kind of interesting. <laughs> I'm very well aware because I, I get to dub some of those. <laughs> well, and it's funny, yeah, and, Dan, because I I am not a big subtitle person, so I've missed out on a lot of movies recently. I've been starting to watch some because of this podcast. What do, um, do you find the subtitles just to be distracting? Is that why? It's very difficult for me if if the movie isn't top notch where I am so involved that I don't even notice I'm reading them. I can't watch it. I have a really hard time looking back and forth for that. I'm but just if it's the opposite. Really good, then I'm so involved I don't even realize I'm reading it. I, I'm just the opposite. I have I, when I if if it's dubbed and it, I can I don't know maybe it's an, the actor in me or something. But when I watching a, a dubbed film, I'm really distracted by uh, what what to me is clearly not the proper voice coming out of that actor. <laughs> I get that. Very clearly not. I totally and, get that. Uh, and and that distracts me totally. And so, and so for me, I want to hear the actor's performance and the subtitles to me, they're just, I, I just, I get them. I, 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 I absorb them so quickly uh, th- that it doesn't distract me at all. <laughs> yeah, I my only is that sometimes I get, to focus on the reading of the film and not the watching of the film. Ooh. Yeah. That's, that's um, part of the and problem. And so there may be visual cues I miss. Now, a lot of the films we watch are not exactly heavy dialogue. They're not like mammoth films, you know, <laughs> um, or Tarantino <laughs> films that are being dubbed. So, you know, you don't need a lot to hear, ah, ah, you know, dubbed into English or uh, not over uh, dubbed subtitled. That doesn't take long. Um, so I, I mean, I, I can kind of go either way. Generally speaking, I'm with you, Dan. In this case, I was watching this with my wife. 
and she doesn't really have a problem, but it depends on if she has something else she's doing. Right, there was a a Wilhelm scream in this, by the way. Yes, there was. (laughs) My only problem with the dub here, so this this time I did watch it dubbed, uh, and it it didn't really bother me except for one thing, which is there was a, um, I don't know his actual rank, I'll say a German sergeant, right, the Uh, second in command. Oh, yeah, I don't know what he was. Uh, The the other guy was a lieutenant colonel. Which is called a uh, Obersturmfuhrer, I think. Ob- Obersturmfuhrer, yeah. Obersturmfuhrer, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yep. Nice uh, pronunciation. So... Danke. <laughs> what so... I mean by that is, I mean thank you. <laughs> is that he? Is that I didn't? Is that he had an accent that was an accent that was an yeah. American accent? Yeah, yes, yeah. Like, not yeah, a not a you. not a TV accent, which is a neutral accent, is a like a Weird regional accent, which is just weird coming from a Nazi. Yeah, you know, Nazis <laughs> should have English accents. That's true. I. I Everybody think... knows that. We've all seen uh, uh, Inglorious Bastards and yeah. Star Wars. <laughs> and Star I, Wars. I always <laughs> compare the subtitled movies to um, Brotherhood of the Wolf, which I tried watching dubbed, and it is just horrible. It was horribly dubbed. So I, I was watching something the other day that would not. I think it was a. I think it was a Japanese film. I can't remember what it was. It wasn't a great movie anyway. But it was. Uh, it was. It would not allow me to have uh, the original language. It was only provided uh, English dubbing. Oh, I just hated. I hated it. I hated it. Like the options. Yeah. All right. Well. Uh, so we got that. Moving on. The dub. Yeah. Moving <laughs> on because we can watch it in dubbed or or not. And it appears that uh, whether three of us watched it. Uh, dubbed and two watched it with subtitles and, and we all had the same experience. Um, so, uh, what else do we want to go to? Where do we want to go from, from here that's not spoiler related? Um, well, how about just like a general, uh, kind of general plot description? Yeah, yeah, go right ahead. All right. So, so, um, she's bad. Okay. There you go. That's what we're done. <laughs> we could probably just end the podcast right there. Yeah. Um, um, so, so, um, again, because, uh, Phil had mentioned it, uh, uh, to me, uh, as being a, a, a sequel or, or a, by the same director as Red Blood Sky, I, though nobody had said anything to me about it, I expected this to be a vampire movie or some kind of supernatural <laughs> film. I, I absolutely did. That's yeah, what I this guy that. does, right? Okay. Yep. Oh, and hey, you know, interesting thing about before I move on was um, that Blood Red Sky was in both German and English, which I really dug. One of the things I really dug about it uh, was that both uh, languages were used throughout the film. Uh, made it fascinating for me. Uh, this one is completely German. But here here I am expecting a supernatural film. And it starts off with this this chase sequence where our, our anti-hero of the film, who is a, as I think Phil already mentioned, is a, is a deserter from the Wehrmacht or Nazi army, depending um, on how you uh, choose. To uh, I, let me just throw it in here. Once here I, I always throw, throw in one reference. Antihero is a great song by Taylor Swift. All right. <laughs> I knew Taylor Swift was coming in. You've had uh, your one now, Phil. That's it, that's Phil. Correct. No more. I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. No more team Taylor Swift. So anyway, so so he's being chased by a group of people and being shot at, and it's a you know great chasing where they're firing at him. And I thought, huh, he must be a vampire or a werewolf, some kind of supernatural creature. And so then as the film progresses, and I realize, no, he's just a deserter, and these are the SS really bad Nazis coming after him uh because yeah, the, the he's Vauken, a traitor. 
the Waffen SS, which is the, the, yeah, the Waffen SS. That's correct. Yeah, those, uh, those and they're, they're, I find it funny that they took their time out to go get him. Yeah. Of their well, important quest. Well, okay, but you know what? This is a, a good point, actually, is that this film takes place at the end of World War II. Right, which is yes. what Barrett makes makes good sense, which is just let him go at that point because it's the end right. of the war. Right? Just go get your gold and let the guy Well, go. yeah, as, as we learned, they have another goal in mind. But in the meantime, first. they got to get rid of this guy because, you know, he's a traitor. And so they 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 go to hang him uh, as they should with a, with a traitor to the Nazi armies and uh, uh, leave him for dead. Uh, and he is then... Um, discovered by uh, uh, a German uh, lady uh, who and, cuts him down. Now, did, yeah, it cuts it real importantly, they made it so his yeah. neck wouldn't snap, so he would suffer. Yeah. Right? Yes, they wanted him. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> they made a big point about that. We wanted to last a long time, so you know how yeah, you the, feel. Well, 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 this this actually makes me a, a, a question, Dan, and you may have noticed because uh, I, I didn't. So, so the Waffen SS, the Waffen SS. Uh, chasing him and was he a member of the waffen ss unit or was he just a Wehrmacht? that's now now that now this makes me wonder well you know phil it's never specifically or explicitly said i have to tell you i presume he was a member of the waffen ss that he was a he was a part of their troop yeah that's what i'm thinking Uh, 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 they seemed very familiar with him yeah Yeah. and yeah they seem to know him thoroughly and and uh um and 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 Again, as I already mentioned early on, and I'll probably mention many times, I, it was hard for me to empathize with this man because this is a man who murdered a lot of people or supported the murder of a lot of people, uh, and and that and it is something that that he he says specifically is that that's why he he fled is he. He doesn't. He, he couldn't stand all the murder. Yeah, he didn't want to be around murder anymore. Right, right. And, and, he did, that, but, but, and his daughter. <laughs> but to be fair, he did say that uh, he didn't even want this war in the first place. And True. Sure, he did I'm say. Pretty, that. I'm pretty sure many Russian soldiers in Ukraine are probably saying the same thing. Like, it, I think I that's here? true. I think that's yeah. a. I think it's a valid point. Yeah. Anyway, continue, Dan. You're, you're doing a great job. All right. So, so, um, so. So that's the, that's the beginning of the film. And that, that kind of sets the, the tone for, for what we think are, 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 we know now who our true villains are. It's this, uh, insane, uh, uh, leader of the, uh, of SS troops. Describe him because he has an interesting facet about you you do it. You, you, well, okay. well, let me let me do it. This because because this is where I came in <laughs> saying that it made it. Yeah, go ahead. Well, I, well, the reason I want to do it is because I was the one that made it to say that. Oh, okay, we're getting not these guys again because they, <laughs> made, they made, yes because this guy yep. is is truly a caricature. He's not like he's a villain, but he's just a, he's like B movie villain. Uh, but he actually yeah. becomes more normal as you get towards the end of the movie. I think. Oh, oh, which one are you talking more rela- about? That, more relatable. That, that, no, the guy but, with what you're gonna. <laughs> Describe the guy with the, with with the, the the burnt face. Yes. Oh, all right. See, I never got less of a caricature as he gets closer to the end. Mm, okay, fair enough. We'll, we'll discuss that. I don't know if I agree, but but we can discuss that. So I yeah, think so he has, goes to less of a character caricature to more of a character. To, to a a, I agree with that. He <laughs> becomes he becomes in, in, in towards the the middle end of the film. He becomes almost superhuman. So. He almost becomes a a a, a, a super villain, uh, uh, like yet, uh, like uh, uh, what's his name from uh, uh, the Bond movie Jaws, uh, um, Keel, right? Richard Keel. 
the guy who played the, with the silver teeth and, yeah, and uh, yeah, Roger yeah, Morbanko. Yeah, 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 Jaws. Yeah, a yeah. supervillain. He, he becomes like a supervillain. Yeah. But now, are you talking about the second in command or the guy with the burnt the face? The second in command now we're talking about. The guy with the burnt face, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not the guy, oh, with, no. the, not the guy with the patch. Okay, so you're right. I'm talking about this. You're absolutely right. Yeah. I am talking about uh, the, the second in command. Right, right, yeah. That right, yeah. Uh, yeah. You're, you're right. Who, the, the guy with who the should have been out much earlier. Yeah, <laughs> well, 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 to be honest, a lot of people. Yeah, I mean that's true. But but the, <laughs> the whole film surprised me because he turns out to be the real villain, and the other guy that we thought was going to be the villain. He's a pathetic, villain. yeah. He, the, the, although no empathy for him, but yes, he is a very pathetic villain and, and meets a proper end. But I don't want to give too many spoilers. That's yeah, kind of why I thought he became less of a caricature and more of a just sad, pathetic person. Yeah, that's a valid well, point. Well, he's definitely mentally insane, that's for sure. Well, yes. Oh, yeah. And, 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 and he certainly starts from that position. It's very, he's driven and he is, he is the, the major, he, he's driven and he does monstrous things. He's a monstrous yeah. character. But, but, he, but he's more insane than just Cluster B. He's, he's I like agree. really, really yes. crazy. crazy. I, well, just, I agree. Describe what, what he looks like. Cause now, yeah, you do it now. You did now do it, Barry, because I just wanted okay. to mention that I felt he was a caricature, but I'm done with that. So you can go on. So he has this weird gold mask half on half of his face. And well, you assume. Those. Go ahead. Go ahead, John. No, I was going to say, it reminded me if anybody watched Boardwalk Empire, there was. I was just going to say that, Sean. I was just going to say that. Yeah, who had his face because of the damage he received in World War One? He has a thing that covers half of his face because no one wants to see the, the severe wounds he's got. And it's then that's why I was when I saw that guy. The, I was like, "Oh, it's just like the same idea." And then, of Sean, course, I, Sean, I am a hundred percent with you. When I saw that, I thought immediately jumped to to Boardwalk Empire and said, "Okay, this is a man who was damaged in battle, and he just he's embarrassed about the he doesn't want people to have to see the the ugliness of of, of uh, what the damage did to his face." So that that didn't characterize him for me. So I agree with you, yeah. Sean. But that it, would in Phil's thought is that you know that made it look like it was going to be a certain type of movie and it did feel that way um and it gets further but yeah yeah exactly i mean to have him have the the this weird thing on his face it it did remind me that it was going to be okay this is a, a real b movie madness type film um and stuff but 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 again it it uh it works and and the film changes anyway uh later and we find out that he is really not the the the, the big baddie but uh the guy that i thought became the big baddie at first i wasn't sure it was going to be the big baddie but uh yeah so i thought that was interesting. Although, although there were there were hints of that early on i mean uh, the, yeah. he was he i mean he was the one he was the kind of mad dogging to kill uh uh, um, the 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 antihero. I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> After the first scene where he gets something happened to him, uh, yeah, he should yeah. have been down for the count. I'm sorry. Well, that's that's <laughs> exactly exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like a lot of action films, you know, you, you could just have a log uh, cracked against your kneecap and and you're done for the count. Right. And, uh, yeah, but that was the family jewels, and that's. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so, so, yeah, so, uh, where, where do we want to go from there? Uh, we were talking about the villains and, and whatnot. I thought um, the set pieces were really good. Um, it, it felt 
felt real to me. Yep. Oh, yeah. I, I, you know what? I'll say something real general so we're not getting too much into spoiler territory, which is that one of the things that I admired about Blood Red Sky is one of the things that I admired about this film as well, which is that all of the performances, all of the performances. Now, again, I watched it uh, not uh, dubbed, so I, I, I don't know about the guy with the accent, but all of the performances that I saw were fantastic. All of the direction was tight and interesting, and all of the cinematography, all the DP's work was fantastic, gorgeous. Oh, and, and the, shots. the period piece, the period and, piece too. Yeah, and then costuming, costuming, yeah. locations, uh, locations. It was just absolutely a stunning film to watch. So I was very impressed again with this director. Yeah, me too. Yeah, yeah indeed, indeed. Um, let me ask you this, Dan, because uh, yeah, sure. you know, you're talking about how. Uh, the hero is is really more of a anti-hero um and and th- that's that's fair based off of uh you know you, you know uh most likely now when we we were talking about it in in the Waffen SS um but what do you think the director uh was trying to say about that character because again he's german his is the film's all german and it's about german's past a bad point uh time in german's past what do you think he was trying to say by making this "quote unquote" every man that may have been tainted because of being in in the Waffen SS, but all he cares about is peace and wanting to go with um, find his daughter. So, what what what, what do you think he was trying? You to know, say? you know, you know, Phil. That's a that's a, a really really good question and a really interesting uh, topic, which I hope everybody else jumps in on too. Uh, but I, I think. I mean, I, I, first of all, I think you, in order to believe this character and follow along with his story, uh, uh, basically this is a man who, who's seen hell and doesn't want hell anymore. All he wants to do is get back to his one surviving, uh, daughter. The rest of his family has been murdered. Uh, uh, and so uh, all he wants now, this, his goal throughout the entire film is really to just be with his, to, to get to his surviving daughter. So, you know, that's a, obviously that's the heroic part of the anti-hero. But in order for him to do that and to stay with him throughout the film, he has to be able to do the things that he can do because of who he was. He has to be a, a super soldier, which is basically what he is in order to move forward in the script and, and, and get through all that he has to get through. So, uh, uh, so it's, I, I think I, it seems to me that there's a, an aspect of this, that the director was trying to say, even those, even those who fell into the trap of, of, of Hitler's Germany to begin with, they want, there was a, a desire to, especially as you get towards the end of the film is set in you you want to get to a place where you can reclaim some of your humanity so i I think that's what the the general theme for for uh the director and the writer was i i I think i think you're absolutely right and i also liked your your point about because for folks who who aren't familiar with the waffen ss the waffen ss is basically um elite soldiers similar to like like uh black ops or yeah, special ops or, yeah. or, or yeah. navy seals or whatever that just happen to be uh, uh 
uh, actually part of the the SS and um, and and true quote unquote true believers. So he has to be able to do what he does in this film. If he was just a regular soldier, there's no way it would have been a, a true B movie to the point of ridiculous um, to be able to do what he was able to do. So he's a trained soldier, uh, killing machine in a sense. So that that makes sense too. I didn't really think of that at all. Um, but also, you're right. Uh, finding redemption from from being brought into, I guess, evil to get out of it and stuff. So I thought I, I, that's I saw that part too. Um, well, anybody else? Dan mentioned uh, you guys should jump in too. Uh, anybody want to comment on that? Well, I think it's a good point though, bringing in because you don't want to sh- have him reveal too much of what he's done because then it's going to be very hard to empathize. Yeah, that's um, true, Sean, and they don't, and that's that's well, a very good point. Yeah, and 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 to, and to be true, and this is this is a fact. Not all, not all Voff and SS soldiers uh, lined up people and shot. A lot of them were, were in the front lines with the Wehrmacht getting slaughtered with everybody else, and and so being Voff and being SS is was immediately criminal at the end of the war, no matter what, whether you were a secretary or or a, a concentration camp runner but but a lot of the the ss like the specifically the waf and ss was the fighting army force part of the the that organization and they were more apt to be in the front lines fighting now the ones that were on the russian front and the ukraine front uh they they most certainly did a lot of horrible things uh the as uh, Aubers group and i think they were called uh, but the ones that were fighting on the french and Italy and all that, uh, Amsterdam and so forth, they weren't necessarily uh, doing anything except shooting um, um, Allied soldiers uh, as Allied soldiers were just shooting at them. So I just wanted to make that perspective. Well, I think we have to recognize that if you're a soldier in war on a battlefield, you're trying to kill other people who are trying to kill you. It's your job. And and, and you don't necessarily care so much – about their families, their home lives, you know, all the good they've done in their life or the bad they've done in their life. You just care about the fact that you want to go home. Right. And, um, you know, there's, that, there's that an is, interesting thing at the end of the film that kind of brings in the American soldiers that kind of makes a, a bit of that point as well, which was interesting. Uh, right. Sean, and, you were starting to say, I'm sorry, go ahead. Go ahead. I was good. And, and I think that's a good point because I don't, I don't imagine many American filmmakers, certainly not many, like mainstream American filmmakers would have put that scene in. Um, what scene is that again, Mike? The, the very end scene of the film with the American. Soldiers. Oh, 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 right, right. Okay, fair enough. Yep. Um, you know, it's doing horrible things in the name of the right side. It doesn't make you make you on the you know the right a good and just person. Um, because anybody can commit a war crime. It's just how much do people look. Um, and I'm sure there were Nazi soldiers who did as little as possible. A lot of them were forced. They were told, if you don't go in, then you know we're going to send your son. We're going to shoot your wife. Um, you know, So people will do these things regardless because they're being forced into it. They're being blackmailed into it. Um, and then once you put a gun in their hand and you tell them, those people are there, they're going to be shooting at you and they're going to try to kill you. So you're either going to die or you're going to shoot back. They'll shoot back. And I can't blame them for that. Um, you can't, I, I, I'm very fortunate that I've never been put in that situation. 
I agree. And that's also why, and I've always said, you know, when I was younger uh, and eligible for the draft, you know, people, well, every draft you're going to serve, because like the first Gulf War happened when I was of age. Um, the war in Afghanistan happened when I was of age, although at that point I don't think anyone was expecting there to be a draft. Um, the first, of course, for me, people, it was the Vietnam War. Yeah. And, and I said, you know, it's, I can say what I'd like to say, you know, which is I'd like to think I would, I would step up and serve my country, but I'm not in that position, right? I have no idea what I would do because it's, it's one thing to say something in the abstract and it's another thing to say it in the moment. It's always easy to do the easy thing when you don't actually have to do the easy thing. Right. Well, not the easy thing. It's always easy to do the right thing rather when, when you don't, when there's, when there's no stakes, when, um, when you're not being blackmailed, when there's nobody yeah. pointing a gun at you, right, right, and it's sort of like uh, you know I've had experiences at work where the boss, the principal makes a decision, everybody likes the decision, and then when he asks for feedback, suddenly everybody gets silent. Yeah, <laughs> you know, and um, that, that that happens. It's always really easy for that to happen. That's the famous story of uh, Khrushchev. As he's standing before the, I think the Politburo and running through the list of Stalin's crimes. And, you know, and someone shouts out to Khrushchev, you know, and, uh, why did you, why didn't you say anything? And Khrushchev just glares angrily out at the audience and, and says, who said that? And everybody drops silent. And he says, and that is why I said nothing. Um, you were terrified. Yeah, were yeah we, we, we've seen that in uh, the Chinese uh, government where people were taken out or, or Iraqis go- government when Saddam Hussein was there or, or whatever, where they're just taken out and they just disappear. The yeah. people. So, so, yeah, so yeah. Uh, uh, actually, if, if I may, Sean, you were starting to make a point. And I kind of cut you off. I, I really was interested in what you were saying. I just wanted to add a little to it, but I, I was really interested in where you were going. Well, yeah, the only thing I was going to say is that, like, if we knew from the start that he was, we knew he was a SS officer, because of the reputation, you're going to have a much less chance of wanting to empathize or care about the character. Mm. So keeping his history murky and misty and not getting into exactly what he's done, talking more about just his, you know, regrets and, and stuff... Also, Keeps. Sean, I, I think it's different for foreign audiences because every, this film probably was originally made for just German audiences. And most of the German people would, would understand or know what a, a Waffen SS is versus a Wehrmacht versus or whatever. And, and so, um, I think, I think us being a non, non-German, you're right. If, if we looked at the film and, and, uh, we're just assuming, oh, he's a Nazi, he's a bad guy, and we we don't know, you know. That that's why I brought up the the Wehrmacht point because most of the people in Germany are probably going to say, well, you know, I mean, he was just a soldier that was drafted, and if he didn't go to, the, they were going to shoot him in the head, you know. So that that's what I got out of it. But go on, Sean, you you were talking. I just wanted to well, bring just, the point say versus also, foreign versus German watching it. But I'd also you could add to that point the fact that generation gaps. We're going to have more understanding because it was taught to us more when we went to school. I don't know that there's the same amount 
of knowledge. And it's like when we, and I know this is a side tangent, but Remembrance Day or Memorial Day, right? Where you're honoring the soldiers who sacrificed and how many people understand the concept of what those sacrifices are or even, you know, what, well, well, what were the world wars? Like we're at the point where people don't know them. And that makes an effect too, right? Yeah. Yeah, no, and that, that's a fair point too. Yeah, exactly. So, so the, the perspectives. Yeah, go on. The, the World War One is as far back, roughly, in in our history right now as World War as uh, the Civil War was for us when we were born. Right. So, right. Um, it's yeah. been 110 years. Yeah. And even more recent, actually, I think. Um, for Dan, if you were uh, at risk of being drafted for uh, oh, I most definitely was at risk of being drafted. I remember I was in the last group of draftees before Nixon canceled it. I was sweating bullets. You could have done so, what my father did. Uh, career, he was drafted, and he immediately took his draft notice, ripped it up, and walked over to the Air Force and signed up for four years for the Air Force. Yeah. And um, there were options, but I, I, I didn't yeah. want to take any of them. Sure, sure. <laughs> yeah, I understand that. Yeah, and, it's, totally. and it's also very easy for, say, people in my generation to look at Dan's generation and judge the people who ran or didn't run or served or didn't serve or protested or didn't protest or supported the war when we weren't there at the time experiencing it as it happened. It's always easy to look back and judge others uh, for how they did. Um, so, it's really anyway, m- moving on back to the film. But, ah, yeah, yeah, we're going to have a lot of these tangents because of uh, the topic. <laughs> right. and, and, and that's why I knew this was going to be an interesting conversation because <laughs> it, it, it touches on so many universal concepts. It really does. Can I say one thing, though, uh, that yeah, I wanted to get it. out, which is that I do like the fact that because it's a German film, I, I hear, I you know, secondhand, because I haven't been to these countries, and, and honestly, I'm not a travel person. I don't have any interest. Is that, you know, I know the Germans, I don't want to say they embrace their Nazi heritage, but they acknowledge it, you know, that it's illegal in Germany, supposedly, to deny, like, the Holocaust. So they've been sort of forced to embrace their their sins in a way that my understanding never quite happened in Imperial Japan. Mm. Um, That's true. That's true. So... Yeah, so I, you know, this is a thing where I don't see this as a film that's, you know, trying to find, let's find the good Nazis. You know, I don't think they're trying to do that. I don't think they're trying to say, hey, you know what? All the Nazis weren't that bad. I don't feel like they're trying to whitewash their past. I think, you know, they're very clear that these Nazis, the vast majority of the Nazis in the film were bad. Um, I, I think at the entire reg, uh, regiment squad, whatever of Nazis in this that we see, I, I think many of them have chant multiple outs in this film, none, and none of them take it. All of them follow their yep. orders because they're all following for the same thing. Um, well, but, and they're also all following at this point for greed, let's yeah, face it. Yeah. You really see but, it in that and, final guy that walks in. Fuck yes. <laughs> and the same goes for the the, the, the leaders in the small town. Um, yep. who at first, you're like, you know, when the Nazis roll in, they're like, oh, quick, Helga, go get the the picture from the basement and you know so they hang up the picture of hitler that they've had out of sight oh because the ss um, is coming the ss is coming wait get it back up get it back up we're good nazis we're good nazis yeah oh right, yeah which makes it yeah but it, it just reminds you that people have multiple ways of being shitheads 
that just because you're not a Nazi, Nazis is a very low standard. When somebody's, well, you know, he's no Hitler. Yeah, well, nobody's a Hitler. You know, Charles Manson wasn't a Hitler. He's still not a good guy. <laughs> you know, it's just, um, and we find out that the town elders were schmucks too. So, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. I, you, one of the things that I found interesting about this film, we obviously, we, we, I don't want to get into spoiler territory yet, although we still have a lot more of the general description, I think, of the film to talk about. But one of the things that I, there were really only two characters, maybe three. The third one's a little iffy for me. There are really only two characters that I felt were truly good people. Uh, uh, um, and that, that's the girl and her brother. And the third one is the iffy priest. And, and I, there's, there's some iffiness with that priest. In. Yeah, absolutely. Yes. <laughs> I would go with that, yeah. But, but really, so, so really overall, there really weren't many, any good, good people in this film with those two exceptions, in my opinion. I think you're sure. But that was interesting. Cow. Oh, and well, the, I was cow, say the cow and the chickens. <laughs> <laughs> what was the cow's name? Rose? No. Rose? Was Rose? it Rose? Yeah. Well, you know, you know, the, 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 it's 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 a terrible thing. I mean, I'm, uh, we should all be thankful um, to not have been born in Germany at that period. Of, because, of course, because it's like it's like what, what do the, those folks do? And, and again, I'm playing devil's advocate here um, because if they do certain things, they they would just be all rounded up and shot. So it's it's like. It's a, it's a tough. How do you live thing. that way? Yeah. Yeah. So it, it's, I mean, I think so, you'd find yourself compromising yourself in more ways than you could ever think. Right. So, right. So, and so, I think so, they bring that out in this film. I think that's true. Yeah. Well, right, right. Because at that point, you, you're, you have two options. You either die or you just try to survive and, 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 um, hopefully it, it all runs away out and, and or try to get out of the country, which could mean dying. And, and, and even that. How, how how easy how possible was that at that point or at any right, point right. you know so until the war right before the war maybe you could have done it but once the war started forget it so I I, I mean what was was the the woman that was friends with the priest um, more gray than than good yeah you know I mean I, I don't know it's, it's it's just a tough thing and I I I hate casting judgment or, or opinions on. Just random yeah, good, good versus evil, or or, or, well, or I, I, right I'm, versus I'm, wrong, or well, I know I'm I'm the biggest person that does that's good for there is no gray, you're either good or bad. <laughs> but but in this situation, it's like you know you know f bomb. It's like what do you do? These these people, you know, it's I don't know. It's just it's just tough. It's just All tough. right, well let's uh, let's let's What's let our audience uh, uh, understand what we're talking about because we're yeah. we're we're intentionally being vague, and and that's yeah. a good thing. But so after right, we the, think the our, our alert is up. Oh, is it up? I really I, I wasn't going to put it up that early. Oh, all right. We don't have to. If you don't I was want just going to say some general descriptions, which is just like, yeah. so our hero, our anti-hero is being hung. This woman comes, she cuts him down. She brings him to her home uh, where he learns that she saved his life, uh, that she needs his help. Uh, she has a, a brother who has a disability. He's on the spectrum, as we say now. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. What, what, what is that called? On the spectrum. <laughs> Yeah, no, he's, got, he, no, no, he's, no, he's, uh, he's autistic. He, he, he's very clearly. Uh, 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 no, uh, no. Well, uh, the other one. Uh, what's actually called? Cerebral palsy. Cerebral palsy. No, no, no. no, no, no he's no, autistic. No, no, no. 
The, was, the one that was physically the, fit. Yeah, some, if that's what's built. No, the, 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 the boy that was in the first season of American, oh, the girl. I mean, that was in the first season of, of American Horror Story. That was Down syndrome. Oh, that's, Down syndrome. That's, yes, that's, correct. That's what, that's what he is. You're that's absolutely it. right. He had Down syndrome. Yeah. You are Thank you yeah, are yeah. correct. Yeah, yeah. I, I just also, forgot what it was. I had a brain cramp. But he that's has what Down syndrome, yeah, yeah. but he's also on the spectrum. Very clearly on the spectrum. Yep. Uh, uh, um, so, so she needs his help. Um, and in the meantime, we've got these uh, tr- these true monsters, these SS squads, uh, uh, the SS squad. Uh, they're they're coming to this town where, and she lives on the outskirts of this town, and the town is where this Jewish uh, person had all of his gold. Uh, that was it was forced to leave behind as they took him off to the camps. I believe so, they were the mayor originally, right? Yeah, yeah I think so. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. And so now, and so now, the the Nazis are aware that the gold is there, and they want it. They want that gold because the war is over. It's it, it's very clear they're losing the war. The Americans are coming in. Uh, they've already, I think, they've already uh, uh, freed France at this point. There's planes uh, overhead wherever they yeah, are. Yeah, there's planes overhead. They're, 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 the Americans are, are clearly on, on the way, and they know it's over, so they want to grab what they can get, and they know about this gold. So that's their whole goal. Uh, what was it that she was trying to get from him? That's what I was trying. I couldn't remember. I, I watched it when we first talked about it, Phil, so I didn't see it as recently as you. So what was it that um, – that she wanted his help with. Why did she need his help with her and her brother? I think she just wanted him to stay to help out on the farm. Was that it? Yeah, because I'm with you, Dan. I don't remember. So maybe you're right, Barrett. What about you, Sean and Mike? Do do you know? Or was she just being a good person to stay and save? Maybe she was just being a good person. And he he says, you know, he couldn't because he's, you know, he's He's got to get back to his family. Right. Right. I mean, I know. You know, they had all those animals and stuff. I'm sure they could use the help. <laughs> hmm. Anyway, there was a reason. That's probably it. I just, I just don't remember. I might even go back as hard as I, I mean. I do was. remember the scene. Why he said he can't. Stay yeah, right, right. Because yeah. his family was slaughtered, and but his, his daughter, daughter his there. daughter was taken by friends, and he and has and those friends have informed him his daughter's still alive. So he wants his his goal. Is to to leave and get out, and he promises to do something for her before he leaves. Is my recollection? I just can't remember what. Yeah, I don't either. It seems like we all all uh, a blank out on that one. And, yeah, the only and, thing I thought was that what I said already. So. Yeah, I, I think it was more than that. I, my I just my brain is telling me there was something that she needed from him. And he agreed to do before he left, but that's interrupted because they get found out by the bad guys. Okay, so as far as I'm concerned, that kind of sets up the whole story. Well, well, I, actually, actually, you, you te- technically, that's not what happened. They don't get found out. What it happens is, uh, the the SS is going to commit a crime on on the woman. Yes. Yeah. Well, yes, that's yeah, yes, that's what I meant. Yeah. <laughs> I was I was being vague. Oh, fair enough. Yeah. All right. Uh, let's see. Anything else, Dan, uh, that we want to bring up prior to throwing up the spoiler alert? Because uh, let's see, we're about an hour in, but uh, we still have plenty of time to to talk about non-spoiler stuff or or what? what? What do you think? Does anybody have anything that they think we we need to talk about that's not running us into non-spoiler territory that we haven't? Uh, 
bridged. I think anything else will just come up in the the other chat. So I'm, I don't think this is a very spoilery kind of thing. This is there's like no real twists. I don't see that in a bad bad way. It's a it's a very straightforward kind of story. Yeah, yeah. I think the only the only twists come come within the town. Yeah, Th- right. there's there's some twists there. Yeah, at first people who you think are, are yeah maybe, things you uh, might not expect. Yeah. yeah, yeah, there were there were some, but yeah, you I learn agree with you, you learn their background, and that's all right. So so. I'll make, I'll make the executive decision then that, uh, yeah, since everybody's pretty much saying, no, you know, it's whatever, uh, we'll, we'll drop the spoiler alert now. Uh, let's throw up the spoiler alert now. And there we go. All right. So, uh, where do we want to go? Dan, Dan, what do you want to do? All right. So, uh, so from here on out, things that we say for those of you who have not seen this film, I recommend if you, if you're peaked, if your interest is peaked by what we've talked about so far, uh, turn off the podcast for now, go, unless you you don't care about spoilers, because there's a lot to be spoiled in this film. How's that? Yep. Is that a good spoiler? Okay, so so uh, um, the uh, the SS commander orders them the Oberstumfrau commands them to find the gold, no matter what. He threatens the mayor. The mayor of the town. Uh, or who's like running the boat, the bar, the saloon. He, uh, he, as, as Phil already mentioned, he immediately changed. They were waiting for the Americans to come very clearly. So they'd taken down all the Nazi, uh, regalia, including the picture of Hitler. And as soon as they hear the SS is coming into town, they put it all back up so they can show that they're good Nazis. Uh, and it's, and the, the Nazis, uh, the, the SS comes in and it's very clear that they know what's, that the gold is somewhere around here and that the townspeople are hiding something and, and they, they, they want to tear down this house that belonged to, uh, the Jewish person because they've been told that the gold is buried somewhere inside there. So that's his order. But in the meantime, he said, there's a farm down here. Go get all the, the pigs and the cows. Go get all the, we need more food. We need more supplies. Go to this farmhouse. So they go to the farmhouse. Now, I want to say that, if I can, because this is a plot point. Uh, they said that the Jew was in the camp and yes. the, the Jewish family and that they were promising to bribe them with their gold if right. they would let them go. So that is how they know that the gold exists. Um, but they don't know where it is, apparently. And this may be, I don't know, uh, a plot point, uh, a problem here. Uh, which we'll address later because we do know that they don't that the gold is stolen, and we know the gold isn't where they think it is. Yeah, right. Well, so I question whether they would even know where, if that makes sense, if if they would even know where the gold, if the Jews should have thought the gold was there, but they may have just been saying anything too. I thought, yeah, my, my, my recollection was that the, the, they got the, the, the guy who, the, the, the Jew who was in the, the camp who owned the gold, uh, that he, he made it very, that they got from him, my guess is by torture, uh, uh, exactly where the gold was before they killed him. That was, that was the sense I got. I got the feeling that he already killed him. That they didn't uh, honor their agreement, but he should have known the gold wasn't there. How's well, no. probably the, the house burned down, right? So maybe he thought it was still there. Well, no, because didn't they they were taking the gold with them when they got taken. They got taken in the house, didn't they? That's what that one whole scene is about. 
Yeah, no, I, I, I thought the gold was, see, I, when, maybe I just missed something, but to me, I thought they left the gold there and it was buried somewhere well, underneath. It fe- no, it fell, yeah, it fell out of the bag and one of those well, that's Germans right. in town saw it and secretly hid it away. Right, that's right, I forgot but, that. That's so they right. didn't get it out of the, this is, that's yeah. where I got confused because I was like, how could there be anyone to tell the Nazis? That there was gold there because it seemed like they killed everybody that was coming out of the house. So I don't know. That was confusing to me, but I just I just didn't think about it too much. <laughs> right. No, my point is they the, the family took the gold out of the house. No, they were still in the house when they were going to leave with the gold, and then they were killed by the villagers. They weren't killed by the villagers because they ended up in the concentration. Yeah, they, they, they were sent off to the camps by the villagers. Yeah, they well, looked they like the they gold, were going to kill the villagers. The gold by. was in their luggage. They were taking it out. I don't think right. that they thought the villagers were nice and returned the gold back to their house. But they knew that it was probably in the village. Right. So the only thing I can think of is that the, the Nazis assumed it would have been in the... Uh, that the Nazis uh, assumed that the villagers would have buried it hidden inside the rubble. That it was in their home, and therefore they would have assumed it was in their home. And that it wasn't that they were told it was in the home, that the Nazis the soldiers were assuming it was in the home. I, I, I think that's probably right. That, that, that jives with what I thought, too. That's probably, yeah, I mean, that's pretty much along the lines I thought. But I mean, it, it's still, it, the whole scene is kind of crazy because when they show it, like, I thought they were killing them because it just seemed that way. Um, they didn't show anything explicitly, but it felt like that in the whole scene as they were attacking them and pulling them out of the house. And um, so that whole scene just was kind of disorganized for me. Okay, so uh, moving on, because yeah, I think those are valid points. Uh, and I might, I might actually go back and watch the film just to see <clears throat> why I'm confused about that area. Uh, but so now they, the, uh, some of the troops go to the, the, the country house that the, our anti-hero girl and brother are in and they find her there, uh, and, and decide to rape her. Doing what Nazis do. Doing what Nazis do. Well, and, good- and you, you know, you know, it's funny is one of the Nazis says, we're not Russians. What are we doing this for? I know. Yeah. I, I, I love that because it's that line was too. awesome. It was awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking Russians hate them too. Anyway, uh, so, sorry. Uh, so, but yeah, yeah, but it's true because that's what the the, the Russian soldiers were known for, uh, which was a, a terrible thing. Anyway, continue. Uh, still are. Yeah, they still are. Yeah, yeah, yeah they so still are. Yes. So it's uh, so our our, our anti hero is up, kind of hidden in the in the loft uh, uh, or attic, and and he's watching this, and and eventually decides. He can't stomach what uh, he's seeing and, and intervenes, kills all the this is when we find out he's like a superhero. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It was, it's a great That's it's awesome. a great sequence. It's a fucking great action sequence. The uh, guy isn't even dead yet. Yeah, yeah, much later. yeah, yeah, pinned yeah, 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 he just stays, he's, he's pinned with a pitchfork to a pillar <laughs> <laughs> and he just kind of hang in there dying slowly. Uh, so yeah, we, we see that our guy's a, a, a super soldier that he's, uh, that he's, uh, able to kill quickly, swiftly, and violently. 
That's also when we see the the second in command as a super soldier because he absolutely shake off scalding water or scalding coffee to the nads. To the nads! And and it's not even like he feels it later on. He is a badass. Well, we actually see in the beginning of the film when they're chasing the soldier, he gets shot in the ear. So this guy like is getting abused. The whole yeah, time. I had to hear her shoots him and catches it. Just t- takes a chunk of his ear off right off in the, the very beginning of the film. It was awesome. Yeah, so yeah, so, a little bit of uh, there's a character in the preacher comic and the and the TV series uh, named Hair Star, and who, who slowly like loses a piece of his body at a time throughout the series. Um, yeah. And so that reminded me a, a, a lot of that. Yeah, because he just keeps getting beat up as shit. He keeps coming and coming and coming. Oh, yeah. He doesn't stop. Yeah, he's yeah. he's almost like uh, Michael Myers. <laughs> but with only half the mask. Uh, no, no, that's with the half the mask is the other guy. Yeah, the, the, yeah. the other guy. <laughs> I, I mean, it, it shows you the, the, the strangeness. Of the, again, we, we, know, we know it's near the end of the war, but not how close it is. So it's it's kind of odd to see um, what what's going on with with these soldiers because if you see an end game, meaning the Russians, French, and British and Americans, among others, are are closing in at that well, point. To... A, a lot of people are just bailing and stuff, and yet these people are like have these petty things of uh, it's like. I don't know, but but you know what? The moment he decides to do the rape, it shows you that he's just a criminal anyway. So it doesn't even matter, I guess. Well, I'm trying, I'm trying to their, end, their end game is getting the gold so they can go somewhere else. Right, right, right. But in the meantime, a good friendly rape is good to you know get the gonads going. Yeah, exactly. right, right. Well, right. it makes me wonder though, like sitting around going, well, maybe maybe you did think like, do we, will the kids know that they're bad? Do they know that the Nazis were bad? Is that enough? I don't know. Maybe you should have them rape her. Right, right. Just to just to drive the point home. All right, just to be sure, because we don't want them thinking these are the good Nazis. <laughs> right. Right. Well, I mean, right? you know, but 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 of course, of course, and again, this 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 goes to the the point I was making about our antihero, which is in order to see him as a good guy, in order to see him as a somewhat force of good in this film, you've got to make the bad guys really bad. Yeah. Right. Well, and, and we got to remember that that it's it's intentional too, because obviously, if a guy does what this guy does and and wants to rape someone, um, he, he's obviously a criminal. And and even even the 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 other Nazi, soldier, yeah, 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 yeah right. And we're not Russians, yeah, 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 right, right, exactly. And Nazis are Nazis, but not all. Most of them weren't rapists. They, they they did a lot of other terrible things that were worse. But um, if that's even possible to say, but um, it is to, to 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 say that, yeah, it is exactly to say that this guy here would want to be a rapist makes him a true villain to the point of right. You know, you know, not just a robber that wants to get the money and, and flee the country or whatever. Yeah, he, no, he, you, you want him to be a true villain. In order for this film to work, he must be a true villain. He has yeah, to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's exactly. why he's even more of a true villain than the, the guy in charge. Agreed. I, I, yeah. I very much agree. Although the guy in charge is a pretty good villain himself. He does some pretty horrendous things 
too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was going to say though that they do at the end of the movie when the one character is driving before she gets blown up. Uh, yeah, um, I, she's yeah, I love the radio. that. I- I love that. I, I don't even want to talk about that yet, but I yeah. love that. <laughs> but the sequence is just list there talking about how Hitler has been killed. So we're at the very end oh, yes. stage. Oh, right? yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's a fair point. Yeah. Yeah. That's a really good point because this, this scene must have happened only a, a less than a week after. So you're absolutely right there. So this is literally yeah. like, like two weeks before, um, uh, what the hell was his name? Uh, of, uh, was it, was it Keitel? Yeah, I think it was Keitel and, and Radar that, that signed the, the, the peace treaty. Um, and when, when they signed the peace treaty, that, that, that was it. You know, that was it. Uh, oh no, it wasn't Radar. It was Donuts. Donuts. Yeah. So when, when Donuts signed the peace treaty, um, that happened like two weeks after this movie takes place, if not even less. Time. Yeah. So yeah, you're right. That's a good point. So now they have to leave the farmhouse because they've been found. Yep. And uh we've established that the 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 brother is loves the cow Rose and and that he doesn't want to leave Rose behind. And they have to convince him that they have to go and they can't bring Rose with them because you know obviously they're going someone's going to come back and find all of these dead Nazis. So they're going to head to town. Right. Well, well, Go ahead. Well, I was just going to add to that was even if they could hide the bodies, it doesn't matter because the one guy escaped. One guy escaped. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) That's right. So that's the reason. So he's going to go warn him. Right. Yes. Right. That's right. Yeah. Uh, So you were saying something, Dan. I was just saying. So now they're, 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 they, they convince the brother that he's got to come with them and they go backpacking to head towards town and stay out of sight. And, and, and uh, again, I, I can't remember why she wanted them to go to town, but I think it has something to do with, um, with the reason why she wanted him in the first place. For wait, whatever wait, wait. reason. Did, was this, did they want to go to town? Bef- did she want to go to town before the brother I think to the house. so. I think there was a reason why, but now for sure she has to go to town. What, yeah. Does anybody recall why they needed to go there? Because why that I was? I think they have people who would sympathize with. Them. I think that was it, right? There were sympathizers. There were some resistance members or within there that she felt she could yeah. trust that they could protect her. Which would be the yeah. priest, and then yeah. the yeah. His and friend. the woman in gray. Right? The, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Also, also, um, uh, when when she woke up and she's talking to. Uh, our quote unquote hero. I immediately knew that the son, the the brother was was already back at the. the I just oh well, yeah, no, they 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 made it very clear. I mean, it was very clear he was sneaking off. So they're camping out for the night in the in the in the woods, uh, near some rocks, and and it's very clear or something. Yeah, and it's very 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 clear when they all fall asleep that the that he's got to go back for the cow because he loves the cow and he can't leave the cow behind. She has to come with them. Or he at least has to milk her because that's what he's yeah, he has to milk right. her. That's right. She's got to be milked. He doesn't Frank want her to scream. And, yeah. Right. and so that's why he was so focused on it. And then, yes, he when they wake up in the morning, of course, he's gone. And then it's a rush to try and get back to the farm, knowing that those the SS people are going to be back. 
And they are back. And they are back. And, and they, yes. they, and they have their way with our brother and eventually, uh, uh, end up uh, killing him very horribly. Yes. Yeah. yeah or, or what they're planning to do anyway, because, uh, yeah. that's, that's the first twist, right? That, right. Yeah. He gets this great moment though. He does. <laughs> I yeah. love that. I was like, why don't they just push him out the window? And then he does it. I was like, that's great. That was awesome. And then the gun falls onto his lap and he blows the brains out of another guy. Yes, I'll show you who's stupid. <laughs> it was awesome. Yeah, so they were going to basically hang him or, or something from the, the church clock tower. Or like something. Quasimodo. From I the don't bell. have a home. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, right. Yeah, so, that so, was that was such a great scene. So I, I, I jumped ahead and I didn't mean to, but yeah, so. Yeah. No, no, that, that's all right because, because really, um, it, it really does jump ahead to right then basically when you think about it basically they bring him to town and uh um they're gonna kill him they're gonna execute him and i gotta be honest i appreciate it because it would have been very easy and very traditional to just get there and um because this is a kind of a a bit of a revenge porn film right absolutely 100 percent. so it would have been very easy to just see the um the uh the brother get executed in front of everybody and and it would have been the the death of the innocent you know kind of yes look at poor the poor mentally challenged person all they wanted to do was help the cow that was in pain and they executed him brutally but no they gave him a a chance to shine as a character they gave him some uh uh some in some uh agency and some independence and and it, it, probably one of my favorite parts of the whole film yeah, uh, same, was same. for that very reason they gave I was agency. still sad he died but I, I of course how he how he went out but he, he went, went out awesome. he went out fighting he went out <laughs> as a hero himself he well, absolutely for, for a second there I thought he was going to live right because he when they well they wanted you to think that yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah a lot of people get wiped out in this film that I was not expecting to get wiped out there were there were some <laughs> almost <great>. everybody <laughs> yes yeah. there were some great kills in this it was kind of like lock stock and two smoking barrels where yeah 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 yeah, that's a great film. Uh, so the kid just goes on a rampage. He gets hold of stuff and he just fucking kills a whole bunch of Nazis. Yeah, that that Obersturmfuhrer though, he, he, yeah. Well, that's right. And the Obersturmfuhrer, he, he was he wasn't a coward. That's for sure. He because he he knew the guy couldn't hit him. Yeah, and he got his rifle, took his time, and then killed him. Yep. Yeah. Yep. They still make you think he's going to live because his. Sister calls out and he starts walking that back towards that way. Exactly. Yeah. But that was more to make then. it more poignant though, right? Yeah. To make it exactly. hit that much harder that she's so close and then sees her brother killed, right? Right, right. Well, not only yeah. sees it, but, but his body tumbles down the stairs and yeah. falls dead right in front of her. Yeah. yeah. That was tough. So the on, fact on, that uh, some other from behind, symbolically, you could look at it as like, well, did he, like, he didn't even see it coming. Yeah, fair enough. You know, like, so, like, did he even know that he just died? You know, it's like, and realistically, if he was facing the bullet, it really wouldn't have probably mattered anyway. I don't know. I don't know if you see the bullet when it blows your brains out uh, coming from the front. I don't want to ever know. Uh, Good point. Good point. Good point. (laughs) So all of this is happening, and but in the background, there's this backstory about the gold. Right. And about the townspeople and the gold. Yeah, Yeah, that's right. Because the townspeople are treacherous. They're just 
fucking treacherous because they're all full of greed as well. Well, is it is that true, Dan? Because we we only well, meet, I, I'm generalizing. No, no, no. But what I mean is we only some meet, of the townspeople. But we only meet about maybe eight. Everybody right, else no, I'm, I'm talking about the key townspeople that we've met. The uh, ones okay. that we see, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. The ones I don't know about the other Joes. To, yeah, the ones that are important to the Or Hanses. Yeah. Yeah, right, right, right. I you see three or four that are definitely greedy. Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. Yeah, so so the guy that's in in place as the leader of the town now is is that semi Nazi guy that you were mentioning, Dan, where they go, go get the picture from of Hitler. Put yeah, it yeah, who's now, yeah. now I'm, uh, yay Hitler, yay Hitler. Right, I've always right, been with you guys. How can I help you find the gold? I don't know what gold. What? He's also the weak link of their group that knows about yes. the gold. That's he's, correct. He's, he's also the, the example of, of the worst type of human, and, and that's hard to say in a movie where you have Nazis, because he is a Nazi, but the reason I say he's the worst type of human is because he He's an opportunist. Well, it's that true, but that's a that's a great description. He's an opportunist, but but, I mean, how he talks. But he's also a weasel. How about (laughs) how he talks about the the Jewish folk? Really pissed me off because because you knew he was probably buddies with them before the war, and then when the war starts, he's he's obviously betrays them and stuff. But but when he talks to the SS people about him, he talks to them about as if they're people he he did like, and then he starts talking about them as if they were just quote-unquote trash people and that's why he's an opportunist and, well, yes. well no, no no right right but but i i mean i wanted to give the full definition when you say opportunist that can mean anything he really showed th- how indifference humanity is to him based off of how he just was wishy-washy in a sense it, i guess opportunist is, is the perfect one word definition but I feel his evilness had to deserve more than just. Well, I think it's, well, and you it's, don't even feel like he cared about his family. Like he just brought right. them up when he was in danger at the end. Yes, I agree. <laughs> no, he, he's a selfish, greedy, two-faced manipulator. <laughs> That's what he is. And not and, even good at manipulating. Cause no, he's bad. I didn't say he was a good manipulator. <laughs> <laughs> the Nazi commander saw right through him. Yeah. Right and 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 his as to his partner. Yes. And, well, that's what yeah. you say. The people that he works with, they, you know, they're they're the ones that kill him. They're the ones oh. that probably hate him more. Yeah. Yeah. So the secret is they've all hidden the gold. They've all taken the gold. They know the gold. They know where the gold is. They've taken it and they want it for themselves. They've yeah. had this this secret cabal that that they of greed that the, they, they don't want anyone to know. But they have. They know where the gold is. They think. They think they have the gold. Right, right, yeah, yeah, and and uh, th- this is something that I brought up a little bit earlier, and this may be a minor tangent, but but this this still is ongoing to this very day. There was even articles about it just like last month in the New York Post I was reading about folks still trying to find their property that was stolen from them, oh, yeah. specifically Jewish folk who had property that was stolen from their families years ago. Um, and suing the, the various organizations or government or, or, or people in Germany and Austria and wherever try to get that property back. And, and, and it still amazes me that after the war, you know, okay, you, you arrest people, you, you charge them, you execute them or, or you put them in jail or whatever. But there's all this, this, this property that was stolen and, and it was almost like forgotten. And it's like, how can a family, 
that has all this property now still have it when it was stolen 50 years ago by their parents. And and so all that should be should have been accounted for as much as the criminal aspect of of the Nazis. Well, even some whatnot. of that treasure is probably in the Vatican. I mean, we know that a lot of stuff <laughs> right there. I mean, yep. it's just a lot of this stuff it's hard to hard to prove the providence of it anymore because it's gone through so many hands. Well, so, it was funny. I I was watching a a stand-up comic uh, on one of my social sites, uh, and he was he was a, 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 a British uh, comedian, and he was talking about the fact that uh, the British Museum has all of these uh, artifacts uh, that they were basically they just stole them, they took them, and and they refused to give them back. The, the countries that would say that's ours, that was our heritage, could we have it back, please? And they go, no, finders keepers, we have it, it's ours now. Well, and it's funny. I heard I heard a, something on NPR where they were talking about that, and they they bring up the fact that some of these governments that have these stolen artifacts are like, well, this country won't treat it correctly, so we're just not going to give it back to them. So it's ours now. So it's right, ours. So it's ours now. Yeah, basically that's exactly how they it's work. in our museum. We're taking care of it. Don't worry. Yeah, we'll keep it safe. You don't want it. Now, uh, I do want to let <laughs> listeners know um, th- we don't have any information about the Vatican and. Uh, Jewish property uh, stolen and in their possession. So please do not send us hate mail. Yeah, uh, of course I, not. Of course I have not. no idea where, where that came from, Barrett, uh, as, a, as a Roman Catholic. But but fair enough, it, it was said. So just, oh, just we don't, it's we don't been want said many times over the years, and I've I've read things about it. So whether it's true or not, I'll never know because I'll never be in the Vatican. But I can still say it. I'm not going to be embarrassed by saying it. Okay. Uh, yeah, the I, Vatican already is sitting on the secret uh, Da Vinci treasure. I, I'm just, I'm just saying that 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 uh, the the personal opinions aren't necessarily the personal opinions of other folks, or, or even 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 an article. That's fine. It's, 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 I agree with you, Phil. Yeah. That's true. It's this isn't uh, none of our personal opinions. These are yeah. the things that we've read or heard. And, and right. uh, I don't know right. anything like that for fact. I'm just yeah. saying what I have heard. Yeah. And that sure is enough, one sure. of the, it's definitely a pretty big rumor that's been around for a long, long time. Honestly, this is the first time I ever heard of it. So, and so you I, live in a, a behind a bush or something. I don't know. I <laughs> don't, I don't know. I, I, I bet you I could ask people, my next door neighbors. And okay. Say, I don't know what, what you're talking I, about. Either. So, so anyway, so there's all this gold. Yeah. Yeah. Excellent segue, Dan, to to change this. Thank you. I I thought I did that very well. So there's there's all this gold that these uh, this it's a triad really. uh, If you don't count the mayor who was killed pretty quickly by the triad, Uh, pretty with with a the 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 really truly monstrous is is the lady. There's two men and and a woman. There's one man who's uh, lost a leg, uh, so he's got a, a fake leg. And another man, and then there's this woman, and the woman uh, just bashes the hell out of the mayor with a the hammer, uh, with a, a, a shovel, and kills him. Yep. So now there's well, three he people. Doesn't, he doesn't die though because he initially he falls down the stairs because she hit him so hard. Oh, that's but true. But then he's the, he's there on the floor still alive, and she tells one of the other guys to finish him off. That's he right. Decapitates him. That's right with, with the, the shovel. Yeah. Yeah, That's right. you know, th- this is another part thing that that was really disturbing, and and the reason I say it's disturbing is because there's one thing being greeting and, and just trying to find uh, unclaimed gold, even if it should go back to the pro- prior proper owners. That's one thing, but to now actually commit murder 
it just makes makes it more like uh, well we've gone from thou sleep. shalt not steal to or thou shalt yeah. not covet thy neighbor's gold to uh thou, yeah. thou shalt not murder <laughs> right yeah yeah and, and so these, these folks these folks were probably never murdered anybody in their life maybe because they don't seem yeah like no i got the sense this yeah. was their first yeah. murder yeah and yet they were so nonchalant able to do it again maybe it was because that this nazi guy was a weak link and he would he could splurb on all of them and then they would all be killed too but it, it just shows you the 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 depravity of of the human condition especially in these people um and and it was well done in film i thought it was it was like wow that was that was powerful so anyway that's that's how i felt it was it was pretty uh awful um so yeah, yeah. So, so, so this is one of the twists. We discover that yeah. these people are actually hoarding all the gold. Right. They think. They think. And exactly. then there's another twist about the gold. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which is. So, yeah. Go priest, ahead. Right. The priest. Yeah. Priest. Priest. The, um, ca- caught them planning by what what they found during the arrest of the the Jewish folk in town, um, and he saw the whole thing, and so. The woman in this triad wonders what happens when they go to dig up the gold and it's gone because they buried it in some grave uh, in the cemetery. And it's gone and there's a note there that says, thou shall not steal, thou shall not murder or something like that. And then they, she's the one that says, that's right, it was the, the priest was watching us um, during the the raid of the Jewish home. And so he's the one that probably has the gold. All right, Dan. That, Correct on yeah. the money. Okay, good, good. Yeah. Um, I also kind of liked how they made the priest and the woman that he was having a relationship with at this point be ambiguous at the very beginning, in the sense that I kept on thinking they were going to betray them. Like, oh, I, did I, you? Huh. Yeah, I, I, I never, woman, I never, I never thought that. All right, all right. So maybe it was just me. Maybe, maybe I, I, at this point, I just didn't trust anybody in the film. <laughs> well, and, and, and that's one of the nice things about the film is you, you really you have a hard time trusting anyone. Yeah. Uh, once yeah. you reveal how treacherous these uh, townspeople are. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Um, but yeah, no, no. They, they're whether whether we they're tainted people or not. The the woman and and the priest are actually on the the quote unquote. Good side of of the coins. Well, they're they're they at this point they are protecting uh, our antihero and uh, 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 the girl, the woman. Yeah. The woman. Uh, they're yeah. they're protecting them and and presumably and they're kind of telling them the story about what really happened with the gold and that the priest hid the gold uh, because uh, he didn't think it was right. Uh, you don't. I didn't get the sense that the priest hid the gold because he wanted the gold. I no, got not the, at all. Yeah, I got the feeling that he did it because he thought it was wrong and he, he wanted to preserve it for whatever. Maybe. Well, he leaves the, the I, Bible I, in I, the I, in the in the the tomb in the the right, right. grave R- right with the passage marked or highlighted. Right. I don't know whatever. Yeah, uh, of thou shalt not feel right. Um, Correct. My guess oh, is yeah, that he's, he was, he's clearly sending a message. He's not like, ha ha, I stole it before you could. Ha, I, 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 I think he's, he, at least hoping if, if, if the world was, was more kind to return it to its proper owners yeah. at the end of the war is what I think he was playing. Yeah. I think he was generally a good guy. Generally. Yeah. 
A little iffy. There, there were things that he there might have done. There were things iffy about him, yes. There but, were things that he might have done that might have been a bit better than just rehiding the gold in the church. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Which brings us pretty close to the uh, the end of the film. Well, well, before we do that, we, we missed a whole section. Uh, let's oh, talk go about for it. The, let's talk about, Dan, let's talk about the Obster Sturmschur and what happens. There. Oh, my God. Yeah, I totally completely forgot about that. Yeah, there's what they call the, the main story. The demented oh, part of the story. I, I, I've heard of that. <laughs> well, it, well, because it's a strange thing. Because again, I still was convinced it, that he was going to be the the lead villain when he he really wasn't. You know, I mean, it, it's and again another reason why I compared it to Raiders of the Lost Ark is because there's like four, three or four or five bad guys in that film, and who's the real villain? You know. Yeah. Um, but yeah, go on, Daniel. Okay, so so we've got this guy with the half mask because clearly his face has been destroyed during the war, and and he wears a mask to cover the the horror of his face. And when she when she, when the girl comes to him in the courtyard, I I actually thought, uh, and I don't know if anybody else thought this way. She she lost her husband. Uh, which we probably didn't say earlier on, but that's one of the things she tells uh, our auntie here. She lost her husband. Maybe she's looking for him to replace her husband. And that's maybe that's what I was, that's what he couldn't do because he had to go find his family. Maybe that was what was in the back of my mind, but she lost her husband. And when, uh, when he was staring at her, the, the, the Uber storm, the, the, the villain of the, the, one of the villains with the mask, when he was staring at her, I thought, Oh my God. It's her husband. He wasn't really killed. He's become this monster. Did anybody else think that, or was that just I actually, me? I actually thought it was someone that he knew from childhood or something like that. That's what I thought it was going to go. So I, I had a similar, but but not related, but maybe someone he knew, or maybe a third cousin or so, something like that. That's where so, I was. I'm the only one who thought, oh, my God, that's her ex-husband. Come back from the dead, as it were. I'm the I only one. That, that, that's me. Yeah, anyway, I I'm dead wrong. <laughs> Completely dead wrong. He's just in love with her. He falls in love with her beauty. He wants her. And he, 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 he wants, he, he takes her to be his love interest to be, he thinks that he can give her things and make her life happy if she'll <laughs> just trust him. No. Submit. <laughs> but then you understand. <laughs> and and for a moment, I have a moment of of sympathy for the man as he gives his backstory. Yes, because you find out that before the war, before the Nazis, he was uh, engaged uh, to a beautiful woman, and but she was Jewish. Yep. And so you realize here's a man who probably isn't uh, a Jew hating Nazi. He's just a regular old Nazi. Um. And so probably has some conflict over what happened. And maybe is that, you know, the Germans must have killed, uh, killed his fiance and that sort of, and that's, he's sort of broken and, you know, and very conflicted. And so that's, that's why he's trying, yeah, he's trying to steal the gold, but maybe he's not as bad as his, his, uh, I, I got, but I, I got the sense, I got the sense that he turned his girlfriend in. 
No, no. What happened was what what happened. No, no, what happened is right. So that's where I started to go, and then it's revealed. I said, but then I shot her so that she didn't have to suffer. Yeah, and you're like, oh, Oh, that's right. That's what it was. Yeah, he was already an evil. So he, so okay. So he was still kind of a a heartless fuck. He chose the Nazis over his his his. She's a Jew, so she would suffer in the camp. So I shot her to give her a a a quick death. I'm a good guy. Okay, so he's just completely (laughs) twisted. And so he just decides, I'm now going to project all of my love. Uh, and I'm sure he was suffering in his own way, but in his own sick, twisted way. In his own sick, twisted way. Thank and you. And deserved yes. it. But now, so he projects everything onto her and he presents her in what is going to be, I'm sure, a, a, a possibility for creepiest moment of the year, uh, in the award show at the end of the year that he presents her with the engagement <laughs> ring. <laughs> Because where? Because he'd been hiding it in his eye socket the entire time. It was yeah. it was so awesome. <laughs> yeah, like okay, he's taking off the mask to show her what he really looks like. The Darth Vader reveal, right? You got to do that. And then what's he doing? What's he doing? Why is he fishing? Why is he digging around in his? Uh, oh my god! Ew. Oh. Oh. Hey, oh. live by live by the ring, die by the ring. Oh, oh my god. And so she takes this as an opportunity because she sees how fucked up he really is to, to completely fool him and accept his gift and make him think that she's maybe willing to submit to his love lust. Yeah. But, it's insane. He's insane. <laughs> oh yeah. But she, she sees that and she knows she can use it to her advantage because she, right. We've established from the beginning she's very smart. Right. If this was, say, Christoph Waltz's character uh, in, in Inglorious Bastards, I, I don't think he would have fallen for it, right? He, no. he was evil, but he wasn't insane. This he guy's was crazy insane. enough yeah. to think that he could just replace his dead fiance with this new oh, girl. Oh, oh, absolutely. He's absolutely insane. Agreed. Yep. Which so was- she, she uses that. She convinces him that she has turned... 180 in the blink of an eye just because <laughs> she got some bling. Yep. Now I know the girls like the bling, but that that's a that's a little too much. Hey, hey, hey! Maybe this he was well bling. endowed. Maybe he was this well isn't endowed. just bling. This is eye bling. Come on. <laughs> uh, you know what? I was going to say this when when she poisons him by putting the the cyanide pill from that all SS people. I supposedly carry. She she puts it in her mouth and kisses him and spits it into his mouth. I honestly thought he was not going to die and the pill was going to pop out the hole in the side of his cheek. <laughs> that's nasty. I swear that's where they were going. And that's what that, he wasn't going to die at that moment. That would have really grossed me out. I'm glad they didn't. That's in the director's <laughs> cut. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that's where she kissed him, right there. Yeah. Uh. I gotta say, I appreciated <laughs> that they didn't explain the suicide pill. That no, I mean, I have no idea. I'll, I'll go to the young people today. I mean, we kind of, I suspect, grew up knowing about knowing about the the whole suicide capsule kind of thing. And so when I saw her in bed with him, and she looks over at the ring, and the ring is half open, I'm like, oh, okay, I know what this is. I felt the same way. And, I thought it was a well-set-up moment. Right. At no point in the film, though, did they have that, 
Well, as you know, Hans, we all carry a suicide capsule to keep us from being captured by the Americans. <laughs> we have to be obvious. <laughs> so, so I appreciate that they just because otherwise that's kind of kind of out of nowhere if you don't know your history and. Not everybody knows their history anymore because the History Channel now is all about ancient aliens. Uh, they exist. And Bigfoot. <laughs> they do weird uh, stuff on the History Channel now. <laughs> they sure. do. Uh, but anyway, so yeah, I, mean, I, I, I agree with you, Michael. Every, it, I thought it was subtly done and, and totally bought it. I, I, yeah, I, I yeah. never had a moment of, oh, come on, never. I thought, right. yes, yeah, she it sees perfect. it, she knows what it is, and I love the way she she gave it to him. I thought that was great. Now, I don't know how those capsules work. I don't – and part of me wonders, like, like, could you have – is it feasible for a person to have held it in their mouth for, like, 30 seconds and not accidentally, like, kill themselves? But for the sake of the film, I'll, I'll say I'll, I'm willing to give them the benefit of the doubt. Willing suspension of disbelief. Exactly. Uh, I don't know I if – the, I was going to say, really I don't know if those the, cyanide the caps. The, the teeth and the, through the cheek. Yeah, and I don't know if those cyanide capsules back then were, I mean, we have stuff now where it's like a, a film that basically dissolves when it gets in your stomach, but I think those were meant to be broken open and not easily. Because you would put in a tooth, right? You would bite your tooth if you needed to and then release the cyanide. Yeah, but in this case, he had it in his ring, but yeah, still, ring, I, I, don't, right? I still don't think they wanted it to be like simple to do. <laughs> Let's face it. She gave him the kiss of death and he died. She did. It was awesome. And I I was with Phil. I, I kind of thought, ooh, is it gonna come out the side of his mouth? I, I did think that. Excellent. I was not the only one. <laughs> you were not the only one. No, I, I didn't, I didn't notice weird. did the did the foam coming out of his mouth come out of that hole? I didn't notice that. I didn't notice. <laughs> I didn't notice it. The, the, yeah, the, I what, didn't. the what, Barrett? The foam that's coming the, out the of the cyanide poison did it foam yeah. out inside. Uh, yeah, I don't know. That's a good question. Yeah. yeah <laughs> Who said they did that... notice? Wait, wait, wait. Somebody said they did notice. No, I, did, said I said that? I didn't. I didn't. Oh, did not. Okay. Sorry. Right, right. So for Damn folks it. that don't know what we're talking about is, is obviously he had a bomb blow up near his face and that's why he was wearing a mask and a part of his uh, cheek uh, is gone, and so there's like a hole in the side. Yeah, it's a lovely horror reveal. Oh, he, he looks mask. horrible. He's, yeah, it's it's yeah. it's great. A great makeup job. Great prosthetic work. And the eye work. socket. Yeah, so oh, he, yeah. That, he's insane, and I'm sure I'm sure that that uh, injury didn't help his sanity at all, for sure. No. Um, yeah. So, uh, um, so yeah, he's done, and I was like, holy smokes, they they killed the. the the main villain that or I thought was going to be the main villain, and uh, but no, he's not the main villain. It's the other no, no, because no, it's always the henchman who wears the mask. Right. Well, and and you know what's funny about this henchman here? This guy, he goes, "What, what does this?" When someone asks him, "What does this mean that the Alvarezstein Fjord is dead?" He goes, "It means I'm now in command." It yeah. Like, oh. It was like it was like Hicks. It was like Hicks and aliens. You know? Yeah. If yeah. <laughs> he was the Nazi. Right, right, yeah, but but I mean, you know, like a colonel uh, go all the way down to a corporal, you know, that it's like one of those type of things. It's kind of funny. Um, so yeah, yeah, our villain is uh, is fully revealed now to be the the real villain. Um, all right, so uh, where do we want to go now, Dan? You, you, were... I think we need to go to the church, right? I mean, yeah, yeah, the, let's, and, let's and to the deal, the deal. Yeah. All right, sounds cool. Uh, Sean, get some Sean. good scenes out of this. Yeah, Sean, Sean, give give us the 
the the deal in the church. Well, you know, well, which part are we going to talk about the the subterfuge part or? Yeah, break it down, Sean. Break it down. Oh, don't make me break it down. So <laughs> there's, yeah, I'm I'm just not ready for this. Uh, so depending on where we are in the story, there's the aspect where the priest reveals that they know where the gold is, and the gold is hidden in the church. And there's a whole sequence where, as the 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 villagers led by uh, Sonia, I think is her name, yeah, who are the ones right. who are after the gold, are trying to figure out where it is. He's telling the antihero with uh, I think Imgard was her name, the the lady that he was working. I think with, that's right. Yeah, um, telling about how the story of what happened and then how they took the gold when they weren't watching and then put it in the church. And then they set a trap with the gold that whoever goes after it, because it's going to be the Nazis is what they assume, is that when they reveal the location of the gold, when they access it, it has grenades activated. Kaboom! So basically, boom, right? And so the whole thing ends up being where, where part of it is the, the working out their plan of what they're going to do because they're trying to get the girl back. They don't know that she's killed the lieutenant guy. And so they're trying to figure out, well, we'll give them the gold as the trap and then we'll go and get her. And so the anti-hero goes to the, where the, the inn is, where the Nazis are and is trying to negotiate. And then there's, you know, they, of course, they're not going to honor anything. Right. And he gets attacked and he gets disabled again because he had a he's we haven't talked about but he has he got shrapnel in the first fight he had with the guy he got That's shrapnel right. in his leg. That's right. And it's so and they tell him that he can't move too much because the blood's he's gonna break the sutures and stuff, right? And so you see in the sequence that his leg is bleeding, showing that he's already ripped it open again. So One he's quick really note, not mobile. That shrapnel was from an American attack by planes. Yes. <laughs> Otherwise, he would have killed the Superman guy. Yes. Well, we know maybe where he would have knocked him unconscious or something. Yeah, something. Superman guy is pretty. Yeah, it, it, yeah, it, the, it allowed the, the Superman guy to flee. That's right. <laughs> yep. <laughs> but so yeah, so it's basically that's that's going on, and then you have the situation of the Sonya and her crew going because they realize where they the gold will be. And then they get a like what happened? How did it work for them? Because they got they were going to, but I think the actual other Nazis came in, and then they set off the the bomb, didn't they? Or was it her two friends set off the bombs or the grenades? I'm trying to remember that now. Anybody? Anybody? Uh, the two friends. The two friends. Yeah, the two friends the set two it friends. off. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and so she and there's the sequence where she gets hit. By the shrapnel leg in the head. And there were some very interesting choices of <laughs> sequences <laughs> in this movie. But so she gets, you don't know if she's survived or not. And then, right. so then the other Nazis come in because they realize where the, where the gold is. And the Superman, Superman Nazi is laughing because he realizes what they tried to do. And the gold has, has been blown out of the, the space. 
and then it oh someone else can take over now because that's a lot. Sean, <laughs> well done. Sorry. <laughs> well done for an incredibly confusing sequence. Well stated. Yeah, this is where I had one one issue with this this scene at the end because he shoots our super villain Nazi shoots the priest dead. Yep. And at that moment, you would have think he would have just shot uh, our quote unquote anti-hero too, and he didn't. And and that was obviously because the, this the, this film has to have the anti-hero still alive. But in, if this was real life, if he's willing to shoot the priest in the head, he would he would have been willing to shoot the the other guy in the head too. Because at that point, he got the gold; he doesn't need him anymore. You know? Yeah. So well, he I, wanted I, to torture him though before, so maybe again he wanted. Just a thought. I think yeah, he set it up. Yeah, in the I, I got a sense he wanted he wanted more revenge than that. He didn't want. Well, to well it was also it was also <laughs> silly too. They didn't have like handcuffs on him or anything like that either, or rope around him or something. Because he, he they just had a gun on him and, and he's walking. So so if they aren't going to shoot him, he should have been tied up. You know, well, it was just did, weird. Did they have rope well, on them at the time? Can I yeah. interrupt something? Sorry. Yeah, go. So I went back to the scene. It does come out of his holes in his face. Yes! <laughs> they had attention to detail. Attention to detail. The foam, the foam, there you go. The foam came out of that his little holes. Awesome. And his mouth, well, so. well done, Sean. Well done. There you go. <laughs> So, so, but, but my point is, is, is usually, if, if this is real life, like, like the mob, they, they, they just shoot him in the head. And, and well, that would be a pretty good story. Wait, wait, wait a second. Wait, Phil, are yeah. you saying this movie isn't real life? Right. That is correct. Is so, that what no, you're I saying? Think they, it was enough think, to pull me out of, out I of, thought it was a historical, uh, accurate movie. I thought so too. I, I thought think, this is a documentary. Guys, I think you guys know what I'm talking about. <laughs> no, I yeah. think we it's that, in B movie madness no. instead of what no, I thought I think the fact that they had, um, the guy set up at the beginning of the film deliberately arranged the noose to make sure he would prolong his suffering. Yes. I think that establishes that that yeah. he wants more and and this is before he's got pieces of himself shot off uh, and, and <laughs> burned stuff, and burned <laughs> and boiled. I think that he's that he wants that he wants this guy to die to horribly and he not wants his pound of flesh. I agree. Yeah. I, agree. I think if this was the lieutenant colonel, I think he would have shot him in the head. Um, I don't think the, the, yes. the Uber sergeant or whatever he is, I think he's a, just a sadistic dick. All right. Yeah. I'm fair enough, fair enough. You're right. You're right. If it was the, the Obersturmfuhrer, he would have been. He would have picked up a rifle, shot him dead. Yeah, Boom. Shot him yeah. dead. All right. We don't need him anymore. We got the gold. Let's go. Just, just like he, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Everything's business. Let's move on. Yeah. Yeah. You know? yeah. But it <laughs> leads to the awesome part because as he's, of course, attacking everyone and he can't be stopped. He he finally gets stopped when he's choking the girl, and the antihero guy grabs a bar of gold, cracks him in the head, cracks him on the noggin, and, yeah. and then shoves it in his mouth. Yes, here's your gold. You gold? Here's your gold. Oh, yeah. That was great. Perfect death for that guy. Yeah, yeah. that was how he finally died. I and and um. But but either way, that they also killed off the uh, the woman too, the the woman that was friends with the priest. Yeah, I was sad yeah. about yes. that because yeah, she was doing I, such that a was great unexpected. job. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and she was the one that we thought took took him out too, right? Because she stabs him. Yeah, and she was killed by basically a no name. But yeah, wasn't it yeah. the guy that was a, wasn't it the guy in the, the sniper? Well, yeah, I think it was the sniper dude. Yeah, the sniper guy. Yeah, 
Yeah. But, but yeah, he was introduced at the, the church at the beginning where he brings over the rifle to the Auburn Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, that was uh, sad for her to die. But you knew that this wasn't going to be a clean break, right? Right. Like we expected that if anyone was going to be getting out, it would be anti-hero and the girl. So I, I didn't expect as many people as died that died. Yeah. <laughs> I have to say. It was a very Quentin Tarantino shootout. Yeah, that's what I it had that feel, yeah. right? Absolutely. Me, so. Absolutely. That's why that's why I, that's why I said it was Lockstock and two smoking barrels. Yep. Well, that's got Richie though. Yeah. That's Guy Richie, that's correct. This, yeah, but it was it was the it was just what? Just out. It's the what's the western that uh, Tarantino directed uh, that uh, with, yeah, with the hateful eight. The yeah, hateful eight. eight. Hateful eight. Okay. It was a very hateful eight uh, kind of a yes. shootout. Right. So everybody pretty much. Expecting... Yeah. Oh. No, I was going to say I wasn't expecting a spaghetti western. Yeah, movie, <laughs> which is what it really with right. you know types of how it did the mu- movie or the music and presentation and stuff. Yeah, really had that vibe, which I thought was really cool because I, I thought so that. too. Well, I thought it, it was one of my favorite parts of the whole film was was I just love that church scene. I, yeah. I still, I still think that whole scene reminded me of Lockstock Stark and Two Smoking yep. Barrels because because all the characters just getting shot and dead. It's like holy smokes, I wasn't expecting that. And there's that um, one guy who's just hiding in the back all this time, and then he gets up and and yeah. and then he gets his comeuppance. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But 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 the whole thing is set off when she, meaning the, the girl or woman, shoots was going to shoot the bazooka into the church and kill all of them. Yes, but then she, but then she sees her. Her, her, the guy that she she saved there, and she says, yeah. "Oh, I can't do that." So instead, she shoots the bell tower, so the rubble would come down and kill uh, the one guy that was smoking a cigarette that 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 she that saw her. Yeah, and, uh, and, and it blocked yeah. them in too, right? So that yeah. they couldn't get out. Yeah, yeah, because of the rubble. Right. Yeah. Well, well, and then even after they find a way in and out, no one can get out because the sniper's back there. Yeah. If you know, if you show yourself, you're dead. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah you're going. Yeah. Yeah. But but either way, Dan was mentioning. So so this guy comes out at the end. So they walk out after killing the 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 villain with and not taking any of the gold, uh, which was uh, I thought was very fair. I'm glad they they, they didn't do that. I thought so too. Yeah. They yeah. didn't care yeah. about the gold. Yeah. 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 And they shouldn't. Right. Right. And if they did care about the gold, it would be so no one would 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 steal it basically. So I was thinking that they may have taken it, but held it to give it to the proper owners later. But, but again, at that point they're, they're like all wounded. Let's get the hell out of here. Um, well, I don't then, know how the hell they would know who the proper owners were at that point. Yeah. Right. They had no way of knowing who the, well, the village. girl does. The girl does. She's she? from the village. Yeah. She's from the village. So okay. she knows, yeah, I guess that's fair. Yeah, so she knows the family that, that, and then, yeah, she can always like Facebook them. So, yeah, so this guy, Nazi, comes out, the last surviving Nazi guy, to, and he has a big smile because he thinks he's going to get the gold. And then the, the woman from the tribe. Sonia uh, shoots Sonia. Yeah, yeah, shoots him in the head. And, and uh, yeah, so he, he's dead. And uh, for a second there, I really thought the movie was going to go to black. And, I'm, and I was going to say, oh, my God, they let Sonya have the money. I can't believe it. <laughs> I thought so, too. And and I just fucking love that next scene because of it. Yeah. So great to have her driving happily in her Jeep. With she's all driving Jeep. She's all smiling and dressed in red. She's got the world the on a string. She's got all the money. Yeah. And then listen. 
listening to the radio report that Hitler has been killed. Yes. And and then like a second later, you have that smile, and then boom. Well, then the, the Americans Sherman show tank. up. The, the Americans tank. show up <laughs> and yeah, blows but, her up. <laughs> that was that was pretty uh, pretty awesome. <laughs> yeah, that, that and, was pretty. And that's where, the, and then the fitting, the, the, the very American, fitting. And the American troops go to the sequence to the scene. And to check what happened, you know, because they're saying, well, like, should we have, sh- should we have, like, given a warning shot or something? Yeah. And, and they're like, like, yeah, it's just, just like, no, Nazis. No, Fuck those fine. people. Yeah. And then, and then he says, sends one of the troops to go down and check the site. And then the, the, he's like, commander, you gotta come here because he's found the, all the bars of gold. And then do we have to, we have to report this? And he's like, yeah. Yeah. No. No. <laughs> and it's just, and then they just, they're gonna divide it amongst themselves. Greed is greed is universal. Yeah. It is my. Uh, I, I will say that was that maybe my second favorite uh, death by artillery shell in, uh, in the podcast <laughs> history. Oh, I know. I know which one you're talking about. You're talking about right, which uh, one is dead, it? Dead Snow Two. Dead Snow Two. When they blew up a. God, I love Red Snow Two. What a great <laughs> movie baby. that was. <laughs> when they blew up amazing uh, movie. I've not seen that movie. Oh, it's so oh, good. And that's about Nazis too. You got to see Red Snow one first, though. You got to see Red Snow and then see Red Snow two. They're you both mean, amazing. De- de- dead, Snow. dead Snow, Dead Snow, yeah, yeah, dead yeah, Snow. yeah. It's about Nazis, uh, zombie Nazis. It's they're both great films. Yeah. yeah oh my god, it's uh, yeah. And then and then we have a denouement where you know our our antihero gets to be with his uh, the daughter. He finds her and yeah, he gets to Hagen. I think it's the city he's supposed to be. He ends up yeah, in, right? Hagen, which is a real yeah. city, which is a real yeah, city. It's the forty first biggest city in Germany. I, I read it up this this afternoon. Yeah. And so it just ends with basically him hugging his daughter, crying. Yeah. Right. So, so, the, so this is the this is the Catholic part of Germany because uh, that part of Germany is is mostly Catholic. Just a reason why there was no Lutheran uh, ministers and it was all Catholic churches and, and this, <laughs> this film. No, just normal demographics. Um, so, yeah, so his daughter, he finds his daughter alive and the girl's still with him and they show her in the background and he runs up to his daughter and, and they hug. And it's a happy ending, which yeah. I, as I mentioned, I had a very hard time empathizing with given who he was. Well, I'll tell you one thing. It's a happy ending, and it's good because she found her father. But if he was uh, part of the Waffen-SS, that makes him automatically a criminal in the the um, Allied forces, so he would be arrested and tried. He probably would get off and you know, with, with a slap on the wrist But because they just – anybody that was SS or part of the Nazi party was immediately considered – uh, criminal. Uh, and again, he's an anti-hero. So, but, so the word anti-hero includes the word hero. So he does, he has yeah. done but also, throughout he the was film, many heroic deeds. He's done many heroic deeds despite who they wanted the, he the, is. They wanted the top guys, right? They, he was just a private. So right. when yeah, the allies yeah. were going after him, he would, he would be small fry for them. They wouldn't yeah, care. He, they wanted, he was a, he was, uh, the, he was a lower officers. rank. Very yeah, 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 because mo- most, basically what it is is that mo- most of the, uh, privates in the Waffen SS w- would be looked at upon as basically just following, you know, be, you know, soldiers that just had to do what they were told to do, clean the, clean the, you know, the outhouse, that type of shit. So he probably, right, right, he 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 wouldn't have any probably issues unless they have proven facts that he was a mass murderer or something. But I, I doubt that was the case. He was just, a, it seemed like just a soldier. At least that's what I got out of it. 
So, but overall, I uh, just thoroughly enjoyed this this movie. I, I just thought it was. Um, I thought it raised a lot of interesting issues. I, I thought it had some some absolutely great kills, uh, some great action sequences, and some fantastic performances, and really truly gorgeous uh, uh, cinematography. So I was uh, I was very impressed. I'm very impressed with this director, uh, and really looking forward to see his next work. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, hopefully he'll be more prolific than, than, uh, some other, uh, great German directors that have had like three or four good films and then just kind of faded out for whatever like Udo reason. Udo Kier! Uh, no, 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 no. I'm talking about the guy that did, uh, uh, Go. Uh, he had like three or four really good films and then he just kind of faded out. I uh, thought Go, I'm sorry. Um, Lola. Run Lola. Oh run. yeah, Run Lola Run. Great yeah, yeah, film. Yeah. Great yeah, film. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that was a great film. Yeah. He had a couple other decent films too. Um so yeah, we'll find out. Uh but yeah, this is a this is a a, a one two good punch uh with the, maybe you should name every film with the word blood in it and and I think it'll be fine. Yeah. Blood, <laughs> blood, blood red skull. Don't get us watching it for sure anyway. Then it could just be the blood anthology, right? So it all works out. Yeah. Yeah, there you go. Uh, let's see. Anything else anybody wanted to bring up about this film? Anything? Anyone? No, I think we I think we covered it pretty thoroughly. I think we hit yeah, pretty yeah. much all of the highs on it. Yeah, yeah, and lows. Yeah, absolutely. All right, so uh, oh, they killed uh, the cow. Yeah, yeah dude, that was terrible. <laughs> that, that was yeah. so mean. <laughs> it yeah. was a very mean yeah. thing for the Germans to do to kill the cow. But but they did say that they were going to uh, take it back and 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 cook it up for steaks. Yeah, but they did it out of spite. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, it was yeah, it was pure evil. It was it was intentional. Tasty, evil. tasty yeah. spite. Yeah. Tasty, was, tasty, tasty. She was a very sweet cow. Yes. Um. All right. So, uh, before we give our final thoughts on this movie, uh, um, let's see. Mike, me, you, and co-host Eric do another side podcast. Uh, we're actually going to be recording one uh, soon enough. What, what's that all about? Uh, yeah, that is the Cinema a la Carte podcast where you and Eric and I take turns picking a film of either recent or distant history uh, that we have a particular fondness for, but that is maybe not appropriate for a Dark Discussions podcast. Uh, so some uh, recent entries might have been The Side Adventure, chosen by me. Uh, there was, I know, History of Violence was chosen by you. That was the most recent one. Uh, Oh, what is it? What was the one? Oh, in the bedroom. Yep, in the uh, bedroom. chosen by you. Uh, yep. and uh, what was the last one that Eric chose before this one we're doing now? Oh, uh, was he twelve monkeys? No, you were twelve monkeys. I was twelve monkeys. Yeah, and then in the bedroom was me. So what was Eric's? Po- oh, the game, right? It wasn't his. The game. The right game, anymore? right? Yeah. The game. Yeah. Uh, yeah. the uh, da- uh David Michael Douglas filmed. Uh, Doug yeah. David Fincher. Yeah. All of those are good films. Every one of them. Yep, exactly. That's the plan. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, nobody, nobody has yet chosen a film that just was like... Oh, Michael Clayton. Oh. I, did, I chose that one. Yeah, that was a good one. Yeah, no, nobody's chosen a, a shitty film by, you know, like, just... just like I, like, I have yet to force anybody to watch Night of the Lepus. Hey, hey. You know what I just watched the other day? I watched, uh, just because it came up that uh, John Goodman was in it, a conversation we were having... 
about films that John Goodman was in uh, was uh, uh, Chud. <laughs> That's a, that, that was actually a damn good film. I, I like, like that, that movie. Yeah. Man. Oh, I hey, I love Chud. I love Chud. But if you go back and watch it, it's not a great film. But uh, Daniel Stern and there's Judd. things I really like about it. But oh, yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I, I don't know, Dan. I think that was a go back and look movie. at the resolution of that film, and then tell me it's a good film. Oh yeah, the end was a it was a crazy ending. That's for sure. It was a good film. I'm going. I'm sticking with it. It's a good film. So, so did you remember John Goodman was in it? No, I forget. Yeah, I don't remember. He was actually he was the cop in the diner where they all go in and they're they're hitting on the waitress before the chud comes and eats the diner up. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, very young John Goodman. So anyway, that was uh, that was really kind of fun to watch. But it, I'm sorry, guys, that is not a good film. But I'm, I'm, I enjoyed I'm, watching I'm, it. Disagree. It's a great film. It's a, it was a great, fun, hard film. Anyway, anyway, a good B movie. Um, anyway, moving and, on. Yes. Moving on. Uh, so, uh, uh, Barrett, uh, myself, you, and, uh, Sean are, uh, recording another podcast, uh, this month. Uh, and then Mike and a couple other folks like Kevin Letts and Amy Rain are going to be joining us for some other stuff. What, what is that podcast and what are those topics all about? That is the Halloween Boutique Psychotronic Reviews. And it is, uh, Side podcast where things that won't or don't fit in dark discussions go. Um, we do lots of different things there, like books, um, different types of movies. We interview directors and actors and all sorts of things. Um, and this month is LGBTQ month. We are doing an LGBTQ themed uh, month. So we're doing a movie a week on lesbian art house films. And then yep. we will be doing The Suicide Squad and Peacemaker later on. Yeah, the James Guns ones, yeah. Yep. Yep. And uh also uh looks like we we may be having uh uh an interview episode too of uh the director and then also the screenwriter slash main actress of the film Follow Her. So uh, Yeah, I'm really looking forward to that if we get that, because that was yeah. I really enjoyed that film. Yeah, yeah. So so uh, we'll keep the folks uh on notice for for that too. Uh, we're working on the details on that. Um, and then uh, Sean, myself, you, Barrett, and Mike uh, finished three uh, television show podcasts within the past six months. What are those? Yes. So we, the last one, the most recent one, is uh, Rise of the Cordyceps Infected, a Last of Us podcast. So we followed it every week, wishing there was more Cordyceps Infected. There were not. Uh, the other ones prior to that were the House of the, or the Decimation of Dragons, the House of the Dragon, Game of Thrones podcast. And then before that, it was, uh, She-Hulk, Avenger of the Law, uh, which is a Marvel podcast. And, uh, each of those podcasts brought something different entirely. Indeed, indeed. All right. So, um, and Dan, Dan, uh, before we give our final thoughts on uh, this movie, uh, where can people find you? What what can they see you in? What what items are coming up that you wanted to let folks know about and so on and so forth? All right. Well, uh, as I always like to mention, one of my favorite films that I've ever been involved in and how we found each other was uh, is a cult uh, film, a psychological uh, science fiction uh moral morality play uh circle uh which can be found on netflix it's just a, a really interesting piece 
and if you haven't seen it, uh, it's one you'll either hate or you'll love. Uh, it's it's a very interesting film. Um, also, you not can find confused with the Tom Hanks. Not the circle. It just the circle, circle which is which circle. is pretty pretty terrible. Yeah, I, I didn't love that film. I, I, you know, I, I, I love Tom Hanks. A, it reminded me of an older movie called Antitrust, very similar in theme. Uh, yeah, I just it, it, evidently the, the 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 novel which I I haven't read uh, was a, a pretty interesting novel, and I, I think a lot of the people who saw the the film uh, were disappointed uh, in the Tom Hanks film. Um, I, I I I didn't see it, so I I really don't have a, a a thought about it. I love Tom Hanks. I think he's a a brilliant actor who's done well, so Mike, many Mike brilliant performances. Mike is correct though on 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 that. Thus, yeah. that's, that's a bad yeah. film. But Circle uh, is an interesting film uh, and and different. Uh, and it's it, a great it, film. It's a great. Right, it's right. a very Thank good you. film. Thank you. Thank you. Film. Uh, and I'll give you guys the twenty bucks later. Just, uh, just it'll be Venmo <laughs> to, to your accounts. Yeah. Wait, uh, they're getting so twenty. Getting inflation. <laughs> they're getting twenty. What? Wait. <laughs> uh, I've also come. You can spot me. Uh, there's a, a, a horror anthology film. Uh, starring uh, Michael Ironside in the wraparound. It's a uh, seven short international horror films with some really terrific uh, people, uh, including Doug Jones and Alfie Allen and just a whole bunch of really interesting short horror films with a wraparound story starring Michael Ironside, uh, Jake Plotnick and, and, and I, William Mark McCullough, a whole bunch of wonderful actors of, uh, of, uh, um, What's his name? Uh, her, her, his daughter. Oh, I can't remember. Anyway, I'm in that, uh, and that's uh, that can be found all over the place. Uh, you can see it for free if you want on YouTube, the Kings of Horror uh, station, um, with you know some commercials. But it's uh, that's a, a really fun horror anthology. You can also find me in a film called The Lurking Man, uh, where I play uh, the Angel of Death. Uh, I've just finished shooting two films. Um, um, I, I, if, if you, if you've listened to the Dark Discussions podcast or seen the films, uh, directed by Ty West, uh, X, uh, and then the prequel Pearl, uh, Ty West has directed a trilogy, a third, a sequel to X called Maxine, uh, with a, an amazingly stellar cast of actors. And I was very fortunate to have a, a, a small part in it. Oh, uh, awesome. Oh, hold on, hold on. So you, you can announce it now. Well, I, it, I can say that I'm in it. Uh, okay. I, I can because say. I've been, I've been biting my tongue. For, for... I appreciate, and I appreciate that, Philip. I can certainly say that it, it's, it's, principal photography is completed. Uh, so it's in post. It's going to probably take a while before anything comes out. I'm not, I can't say, and I won't say that I didn't sign an NDA, but regardless, as a, as a professional, I don't believe in giving. It's very clear that Mr. West wants the storyline uh and all and many many aspects of the film who everyone is in the film he wants that to be uh very uh to not give away things so i'm not gonna say anything about the plot or anything like that i can say that i have a small part in it that i worked with some wonderful talent i got to work with miss goth i got to work with uh, elizabeth debicki uh, uh, there's uh, Kevin Bacon and Juan Carlos Esposito and Halsey. If you look on IMDb, he's listed certain actors who are in it, not all of them by any means. Uh, and he's not telling anybody what roles they play, uh, with the exception, uh, obviously, of uh, Ms. Goth playing Maxine. Um, uh, 
So it's it, it, it we we shot it. It, it I had a blast shooting it. Uh, Mr. West is a wonderful director. Uh, Ms. Goth is a, a fantastic uh, uh, actress. Uh, just uh, you know, anyone who's seen X and Pearl sh- should. If you haven't, you should. They're astounding films. Um, anyway, so I, I, I did finish shooting that. I also finished shooting uh, an independent, small independent film uh, directed by uh, a man named Barry Jay called like Father Like Son, in which uh, I played a, a, a Yiddish speaking rabbi. Uh, and it, it's a film about the serial killers. And I, I, I won't say anything else about that at this point. Again, just to n- not give stuff away. But uh, uh, that's uh, that's uh just uh, completed photography as well. So hopefully that'll be out there soon uh, for people to see, you know, and then I've just been very fortunate. I've been very blessed uh, to do a lot of uh, films recent and television recently. So, uh, but now, I, I, At the same time, Dan, um, I, I was talking to someone and said today and said, you know, there's a reason why certain filmmakers work with certain people again and again, it's because you never know who's going to be an asshole. Uh, I think, mm-hmm. I think actually it came up, uh, the topic of Sean Young had come up and that she was notoriously difficult to work with. So <laughs> yeah, you may be unfortunate, you may be blessed, but you're also getting a reputation as someone who's probably not an asshole to work with, which is always it's great to put thing. on your resume. Yeah, not absolutely. an asshole. But so, so why do you guys always call me an asshole on the show here? Well, that's yeah. to work with, I say. That's a different that's thing, right? Yeah, oh, yeah. okay. You know, I, you know how to show up on time and hit your marks. It, it doesn't <laughs> because we're still waiting for that $25 from you, Dan. Exactly. 20, 20. 20. When, when oh. the hell did you get 25? Fucking well, inflation, I'm, dude. I'm, Check the papers. I'm trying to sneak in an extra $5. <laughs> you know. Anyway, I, anyway, yeah. I've, I've been, I really have been. I, I appreciate that. And, and, and I certainly, I, uh, I, I I, I've been doing this a long enough time, uh, that I, I, I know, uh, you know, that, that I'm very fortunate to, to, to continue to work. Uh, I was able to work throughout COVID, which just blew my mind. Uh, I have a wonderful team supporting me. So I'm, I'm just, I'm very blessed, but, uh, thank and you. And hey, maybe Max, someone sees you in Maxine, they cast you in something that goes big and you can be an overnight success. Yeah, right. Overnight <laughs> success. For, it's already a success. What are you talking about, Mike? But, no, no, no. The, it's, it's the old it's joke, a joke in Hollywood. Like, when somebody is. has been working for 40 years and they finally get noticed and they're, they oh, say, oh, they're yeah, in an yeah. overnight success. Yeah, right, right, right. It, it, it's 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 an old it, Hollywood right. joke for sure. Right. But I yeah, I, I I just I I I love to work uh, as an actor. I I, I enjoy the process of, of acting. I, I think it's a wonderful thing to be able to to play, and I enjoy the the process of being here with you guys. I I I, I, I every time I get a chance to to be with uh, y'all and 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 talk about the kinds of films that I love. Uh, and, and to talk about them intelligently, uh, and with a great deal of humor. It's what, uh, turned me on to y'all in the first place when you talked about, uh, my from circle. Uh, it's just a pleasure to be here. Which, which of course is why we it. spent so much time pondering whether or not foam came out the side of the mouth. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> That's my point. Intelligent conversations about foam coming out of the mouth. Coming out of all his holes. <laughs> um, uh, so uh, on a side note, uh, just for curiosity's sake, uh, Dan, uh, you know, you're playing that, um, a rabbi that, that speaks Yiddish and, and then during this podcast, you were, uh, German. Do you know German and do you know Yiddish? How many languages do you know? Um, I, I'm pretty good at English. 
I'm, I'm, I'm pretty good. I, I've got, I, I, I took French throughout high school and a little bit in college. And I got a chance to, when I, a few visits to France to work on it. So I speak a little bit of, of French, but that's really the only language, uh, I, I know fairly well. Yiddish, I didn't know at all. My father, uh, was a, a Yid. He, he, he spoke fluent Yiddish and I just never bothered while he was alive to, to learn it, which much to my chagrin. Uh, so for this project, because the text was written out for me, obviously Yiddish and I, there were some translations provided, but I, um, um, uh, Duolingo just added Yiddish, uh, as a language. So I spent a pretty intensive amount of time, uh, studying, uh, Yiddish on Duolingo so that I was, so that I would feel comfortable saying those words, uh, uh, that I, that I understood what I was saying and, and, and understood the inflections and, and the breakdowns of, of the text. So it, uh, Duolingo was real, really helpful in, 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 uh, getting up to snuff on, on Yiddish. Uh, I, I, that's the only language I speak. I'm, um, I've always been very fortunate. I have a good ear for dialects, uh, and accents. So I've always been able to, uh, to get, uh, a work, uh, uh, doing various different, uh, dialects and accents. Uh, uh, I recently uh, did a podcast with, um, Anna Ferris, uh, um, called, uh, uh, Peepkins, uh, where I got to play a, a British tailor, a Savile Row tailor. Uh, I got to do, uh, Jules Verne, uh, the, uh, French, uh, dubbing Jules Verne in the Disney streaming show of, uh, Journey to the Center of the Earth. Uh, so I've, I've just been very, very fortunate uh, with a, a good ear for dialect and accent. Nice. Is that a long answer to your very simple question? Uh, <laughs> uh, details. Hey, I have are friends all, who give worse stories. D- details are always, always uh, appreciated. So, I, I, I was good. That was good. All right. So, uh, let's get our final thoughts on uh, this film here that we discussed tonight uh, called Blood and Gold. Uh, so, uh, yeah, let's we'll start with you, Mike. Let's start with you this time. We'll go backwards, maybe. Yeah. Uh, this was an accidental movie, uh, and that, uh, it was not what we were expecting going in. And I, I thought Saturday and I, I suggested, Hey, uh, heads up. There, there are, there are no vampires in this film. Uh, <laughs> so somehow we were misled whether th- that misleading was my fault or the fault of the person who posted a thing on Facebook. I don't know. Um, but, uh, Phil said, Nope, we'll, we'll stick with it. It's, it's Nazis. It's, uh, it's the it's the uh uh blood red sky guy we'll we'll keep doing it and uh yeah so I'm glad we did and I think it's a good film uh it's sort of out uh out of the ordinary for uh the normal dark discussions uh podcast themes but uh, I think you'll still enjoy it if especially if you like your uh your sort of revenge films so right, yeah, definitely, good. definitely check it out on Netflix, and especially if you have an account, because it's not going to cost you anything. All right, sounds good. I was going to be with Barrett. Yeah, I loved this film. I loved our conversation about it. It's just a fun film to watch and discuss. All right, sounds good. I was going to be with you, Sean. Yeah, I'm on board with everyone else. This is a great movie, great watch, and I love the discussion that it spawned with us tonight. All right, sounds good. Uh, yeah, for me, um, yeah, yeah, I was, uh, at first, uh, very, uh, skeptical the first 20 minutes or so, but, uh, then, then once I, I got over the, 
caricatures of of uh, the Oberstbergsturmfuhren. Um, I, I, I was I was I was pretty I was pretty satisfied with this film. It's a really great film. Uh, the action sequences were awesome. Uh, only a couple of minor flaws here or there, but again, uh, when when I was trying to say some nitpicks and and everybody made fun of me by saying, "You're telling me this ain't a real movie about documentation of the World War II, blah 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 blah." <laughs> I, I I was like, "Yeah, yeah, I get it, I get it." So so yeah, yeah. So it was a great film. Uh, I recommend. And if you have a Netflix uh, subscription, you should you should most certainly check it out. Um, and I'm sure Dan will will mention. Uh, you should check out his other film too, the director. Uh, so, uh, let's go with you, Dan. Yeah. Um, I was really, uh, glad that, uh, Phil, uh, pointed me to this film. I, I really like this director's work. Uh, um, I think that it's, uh, as I've already said, there's some just really terrific performances in here. It's a really well written script. It's, uh, uh, there are a lot of, uh, interesting moral and ethic issues. Uh, hidden within uh, the movie, uh, but overall, it's just a it's a rollicking good, uh, you know, bang bang shoot 'em up horror, uh, not horror, uh, uh, um, action uh, thrillers with some really really great uh, fight sequences, some really great kills. Uh, um, so it does kind of fit into the genre. It's certainly not a supernatural film other than the fact that some of the characters behave in a, a rather supernatural manner. But overall, it's just a really fun, interesting film that deals with some, uh, that underneath uh, deals with some really interesting moral and ethical questions. Uh, uh, I, I recommend it highly on Netflix. And while you're there, you should see Circle. Is yeah. that what you meant, Phil? There you go. That, that works. <laughs> yeah. I, I meant, um, uh, blood, red, blood, red sky. Oh, absolutely, a hundred percent. If yeah. you're, it, bef, it, it doesn't matter which order you see it in, but if you're going to watch this film, you should absolutely see this director's other film, uh, Blood Red Sky. It's a great vampire film. No, I think, Vamp- I think vampire watch- versus mercenaries. No, no, no. I think you should watch Blood Red Sky on Netflix. But you should go buy Circle on DVD. That's the yeah. Fact. There you go. I don't know if you can still buy Circle on DVD or not. I, I, I bought it on VOD because I didn't know it was free on Netflix. So I was like, to, to oh. your to your constant bitter complaints. Indeed. indeed. Well, I'm I'm hoping to get that twenty dollars. <laughs> it's coming. It's coming. Twenty five. Yeah, twenty five. Yeah, wink, wink. Sorry, buddy. <laughs> All right, gentlemen, you get hey. that Ty West money now. All right, well, let's what, what, let's do the final wrap up here. But oh, but before we do, uh, anything you have to say before uh, we, we uh, let out, uh, Dan? No, uh, just uh, again, just a uh, really. Well, thanks for bringing this film to my attention, and and as always, thanks for being uh, guys. Uh, thanks for being here with such uh, really great, uh, awesome discussions. Indeed. It's always good to, when you join us, too, and uh, hopefully there will be many more to come. Uh, so, uh, once again, this film is called Blood and Gold, uh, directed by Peter Thorvath, uh, written by him as well as Stefan Barth, uh, stars uh, actor Robert Masir, who is the, the lead, uh, quote-unquote, hero, Mary Hock. Ohake, uh, who played the, uh, the woman that uh, he befriends. And then... Um, I believe Alexander, is it Alexander? Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I think it's Jordis. I don't know who the other people are. Either way, they're, that's, those are the two leads anyway. And uh, people can check it out on Netflix. It's available there. Uh, it's getting good reviews, 75% by audiences and 82% by critics, uh, if that matters to you. And uh, with all that stated, Mike, why don't you lead us out? 
Uh, well, thank you once again for listening to the one and only Dark Discussions podcast. Please tune again next week where we're going to be probably honoring a recently deceased veteran genre actor. <laughs>